Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's me, Ben. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Ben Maller Show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. One of the lightweights in the NFL, a doormat in recent years, making the big news of the weekend. The last time the Chicago Bears won 10 games, you got to go all the way back to 2012. That's a, it's a while ago now. They're usually a 5-6 win team, but they made the big trade of the weekend. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So the Cold War between the Raiders and Khalil Mack has come to an end. It happened over the weekend, and it continued. It spilled into Sunday. Khalil Mack will now be enjoying deep-dish, authentic Chicago pizza. 
He will be tackling a reg- on a regular occasion, not all the time, but regularly players from the Packers, Lions, and Vikings, me oh my, and he will not be facing the Broncos, Chargers, and Chiefs all that much. So Chicago meant the Raiders' bounty, the asking price for Oakland, and so that's it. The all-pro defensive end gone. He heads to the Windy City. It is the talk of the NFL, so we must digest. We must get into this, and we'll hear from Khalil Mack uh, in a little bit, but we'll keep it simple, right? Because many people have been ranting and raving here. It's a, anytime you have a transaction like this where Khalil Mack was traded for just draft picks, a bunch of draft picks went back to the Raiders, you toss the question up. The Raiders and the Bears, who got the better of the trade? It's very simple. It's not outthink what needs to be discussed. And while many love the NFL draft, and there's a whole cottage industry, there are people that make their living based on the NFL draft. I get email from these people all the time. My inbox filled with top 10 true freshman quarterbacks to watch in college football and what they can do in the NFL. The 2019 draft, rich in talent for the Raiders. People very excited about this. And I've, I've read many of those things, but I form my own opinion. I don't believe in herd thinking. I try to avoid that. I use my own mind, and it's clear here that if you're grading the trade, this is a win for the Chicago Bears and a giant loss for the Oakland Raiders. That's the way that it works here. Now, my perspective, you've got tested, zebra, and branch-like. Tested, zebra, and branch-like, and we will link all this together. Now, hey, Khalil Mack, at a young age, been in the NFL a few years now, has put together a very impressive resume. Now, it does not mean that Khalil Mack is going to go on and go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he has gone against some very good offensive teams. The AFC West usually has good offensive football, and they've had pretty good offensive football teams. Uh, Chargers can score points. Kansas City, even though Alex Smith is limited, they had a high-powered offense there with playmakers all over the place, and Khalil Mack more than held his own. And in the inflation of salaries... Up, 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 and away. What a week it has been for the NFL. The week before the week when the curtain comes up on the regular season, in the span of a few days you saw Odell Beckham got paid and then danced. Aaron Rodgers got paid and then said, well, I I tried these other things in my contract, but the NFL is just not ready for it. Aaron Donald, then he got paid because you can ram it all day and you can ram it all night. And finally, the money train stopped by Khalil Mack, who broke the glass ceiling that Aaron Donald had just broke. Khalil Mack said, all right, I'm going to go a little bit higher. You did that, I'm going to go higher. And that's exactly what happened. And much like Wall Street and also just the real estate game, if you've invested in anything, if you've got money to invest and you've done it, and you meet with someone who wants you to invest your money, your wealth, they always tell you this warning, and it gets them out of litigation. Because they say you have to be aware of this, and if not, we're going to have you sign something to prove that we told you this. Past results do not guarantee future success. So while it is true Khalil Mack has been wonderful, going to Chicago does not mean that he will be dominant. Again, now you assume, you know what happens when you assume, you anticipate that Khalil Mack over the next couple of years will put up Solid numbers for the Bears. And if, if I would rather give you a pile of lottery tickets 
or a proven commodity, you would be wise to take the proven commodity because the lottery is a sucker's game and the NFL draft is a sucker's game. And before the yeah, but crowd says, yeah, but all the players come from the draft. I get it. But all of the bad players come from that too. It's not just the good players. It's the crappy players that come from the draft. It's both sides there. All right, so the Bears now are loading up defense. They don't know if they have their franchise quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky, but they have a bunch of young players, mostly young players, some of them been around for a couple years, on the defensive side. Roquan Smith, Leonard Floyd, Kyle Fuller, Danny Trevathan, and now you throw in there Khalil Mack, and that the Bears are trying to recreate some of their past success when the Bears have been good. In my lifetime, they've always had a dominant defense and a so-so offense. They got to the Super Bowl years ago with Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman was their starting quarterback at one point. They lost that Super Bowl, but they got there. And they also made the Super Bowl with Jim McMahon, who wasn't that good either, a million years ago. So the, all the Bears had to give up was they didn't, they didn't have to give up any player, they gave up some lottery tickets and a lot of mucho dinero, a whole lot of mucho dinero. As I mentioned, Khalil Mack, now the highest paid defensive player in NFL history, and he's going to average $23.5 million, $90 million guaranteed, and $60 million windfall as a signing bonus for Khalil Mack, who has made as many tackles in a Chicago Bears uniform as you have. And he's got $60 million guaranteed. And they don't know whether he's going to integrate and fit in in that locker room, but they're willing to gamble on it. They're willing to gamble $60 million in a bunch of draft picks. But what this really is, is vindication. It's vindication for Khalil Mack, and it will inspire copycats because the Raiders had no intention from day one of paying Khalil Mack. You knew that. I knew that. John Gruden knew that. Everybody knew that. He wasn't going to pay this guy. And the Raiders had no reason to pay him. They didn't have to. Khalil Mack could have been a captive of the Raider franchise for the next several years. So the franchise tag. He knew that the Raiders were weak and they would cave in. And sure enough, he was right. He was betting on the Raiders' John Gruden caving in. And that's exactly what happened, right? When push came to shove, we're getting to go time in the NFL, and John Gruden's like, I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'll just trade you. I don't want to trade you. You don't want to play? All right, I'll get rid of your ass. Go to Chicago. Enjoy, enjoy the Windy City. And so there's Khalil Mack goes with $60 million. But all that holding out and all that noise and the fact that the Raiders had all the leverage. The Raiders had all the leverage in this equation, and they still end up trading the player, giving the player what the player wants. And, and the second thing here, for all the draft walks, which I referenced already, and this hall of draft picks, which is said to be orgasmic because of all these draft picks, and, oh, it's so amazing. How great is that? They can fill so many holes. I heard the same nonsense. Every time a trade happens, they refer to one thing. And you know what trade they refer to? They refer to the Herschel Walker trade. They say, this is a Herschel Walker-like trade. No, it's not. That's the exception to the rule. For all you know, it's more like the RG3 trade. The Rams, the St. Louis Rams, were doing a victory lap. They got all these draft picks on the Washington Redskins, and, oh, it's great. They built their franchise. None of those guys turned out to be all that good. The Rams have been terrible. Now, finally, they're good, but it's not because of those draft picks. It's nothing. They had all these picks they got from the Redskins, 
in that trade, and you know, it didn't work out. And more times than not, that's what happens. But it's a sucker's game, right? It's a sucker's game. You can always sell to your fan base draft picks because suckers buy into it. Rubes buy into it. They go, oh, this is so great. This is so wonderful. And the thing that makes this even more ridiculous, it's insane when John Gruden, the thing that John Gruden despises more than anything is what? Young players. His entire career, he's wanted a veteran-heavy roster. He doesn't want to coach rookies. So what he's done, he's, he's the czar of the Raiders for the next 10 years, and John Gruden has just gone out and, and gotten this massive hole of first-round picks and second, all these draft picks, all these players, but he doesn't want to coach those players. He wants older players. So what are the Raiders going to do? They're going to end up repurposing these draft picks and trading some of them, if not all of them, to get other veteran players. And, and so that's what's eventually going to happen. Now, the the last thing here, as we uh, discussed, because the, 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 the idea that John Gruden is going to change his stripes, right? you know, Zebra changing his stripes, very unlikely, very, very unlikely, based on what he did in Tampa and originally with the Raiders, if you believe a zebra can change his stripes, then the Raiders are going to draft all these players, and maybe one or two of them will be decent if you're lucky. But are you going to get a player to average 12 and a half sacks? Probably not. It's a parlor game is what it is. Now, the parting shot on this, John Gruden is flexing the muscle. He doesn't seem like he has a lot of muscles. Kid's very strong. John doesn't strike me as being all that strong, but he's flexing his muscle with the Raiders. This weekend, in the last couple of days, the Raiders got rid of Connor Cook. They dumped Martavius Bryant. He's gone, who they traded a pretty good draft pick to get, and they acquired A.J. McCarron from Buffalo, and now they finally dealt Khalil Mack a series, a flurry of roster moves to the Raiders, and it really is branch-like. Like the idea of trading Khalil Mack, we referenced this the other day, but it it's like the boomerang effect. We should go back to it because the, the story, it's a great fable that has been passed down over the years in baseball. This Hall of Fame slugger was playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates named Ralph Kiner, who many know more from his days when he was a Mets broadcaster after that. He died a couple years ago. But Ralph Kiner, this Hall of Fame slugger for the Pirates, and he was in a huge salary dispute with the front office in Pittsburgh. And he was their star. He had a lot of home runs, one of the big-time headliners there. And he went to the general manager, a guy named Branch Rickey, and he said, listen, I need to get paid. I would like to get my money. And, and Branch Rickey. As the legend goes, look Ralph Kiner right in the eye and said, we finished last with you, we can finish last without you, and traded his ass to the Chicago Cubs. And that's the Gruden mindset here. The Raiders' defense has been 24th in the NFL in yards allowed the last two seasons with Khalil Mack. John Gruden's figuring, hey, we can finish 24th right around there again without you. We can get rid of you. We don't pay. You don't want to pay anybody that amount of money. Doesn't want to pay anyone that amount of money. All right, real quick, let's hear from Khalil Mack, who was melancholy because when you get traded, it's kind of like being fired in radio. You're done. You're dead. You don't get to say goodbye. You're out of there. Goodbye. You really don't have a chance to, in a, in a sense. I mean, you get texts from your teammates, well, your old teammates, and uh, yeah, you can say goodbye that way. But uh, I mean, you really don't have that chance. It's a whirlwind. Yeah, one time I got fired from radio and. It was a mass firing, and the boss had the balls. The boss had the balls to tell us that we had 30 minutes in a box to get out of there. 
collect our stuff, and then said it's really difficult for the other people that didn't get fired. <laughs> like, really? Okay. <laughs> See, in the NFL, I think it's slightly better because Max getting $60 million. I think he's all right. He's not really getting fired. He's, his job is relocating suddenly to Chicago, and Khalil is motivated. He is fired up. He is motivated to help the Bears. Got to get in here and learn the playbook, figure out my new teammates, figure out where their heads at, and um, come in here and try to contribute to win right away, right away. There's no, really no time to kind of think about it. It's, it's, it's been quick for me. Yeah. Clearly he has not seen tape of Mitchell Trubisky because if he had seen tape of Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> the, the, the Bears could, rem- they could go back to the old mid-'80s Bears, the monsters of the midway. And they'll be lucky if they win seven games. So with that uh, quarterback play from Mitchell Trubisky. But wait, there's more. Uh, It's all about money. It's all about getting paid. Here is Khalil Mack pointing out his beliefs, his his thoughts, his feelings when he saw a certain Ram player, Aaron Donald, get paid. Can't say it in front of my parents. (laughs) (laughs) I would have said if they were here. But I was like, dog. I'm going to say that. Dog. Well. Dang. Yeah, like, wow. Obviously exciting um, to see somebody that work hard um, get that. You know what I'm saying? And um, kudos to him and, and, and that organization. Yeah. Okay. But, but did you point out, I got more about it? Yeah. Well, that's kudos to the Rams. That's, that's, that's what we call respect. That's player-on-player player respect there. One-star player respecting the Rams franchise again. All right, here's more. Let's do a, uh, we'll do a couple more real quick. Here's Khalil Mack. On at what point did he realize I am never going to play for the Raiders again? This is it. This is a one-way street out of town. Last night, yesterday, some time. It was a real sense then uh, when I got on the plane, and uh, yeah, it's been a whirlwind, but uh, it's been exciting and uh, it's new, and I'm looking forward to it, man. I really can't wait. I'm itching. I'm itching. It's been a long time since I played football. Yeah, I'm itching too because I get bitten by mosquitoes over the weekend. That's why I'm itching. My leg. I was doing some gardening at the Maller Mansion and uh, major mosquito bites all over the legs, the arms. I, I noticed they like your limbs. The mosquitoes go for the, the joints. They like uh, your, right around your knee, your elbow. They love that. It's odd that not in the middle of the arm, no bites in the middle of the arm, no bites in the middle of the leg, but right around the knee area and either above or below, usually below. I have two big ones right below. What a pain it is. All right, it is the Ben Mather Show on Fox, and it is Labor Day. We have some people here, some people not here. I see Wreck-It Ralph, the man that is- Cruising down the street in my 6'4". He's a buffalo. He, he's the only person who's ever worked on the show who ran in the other room to shut off a caller who was offensive to him. And so Ralph is here, and I see over there, look, look at that, Roberto working- because you're, you're for I'm, the I'm people. I'm a hardworking man, ben. That's right. And also for the people making his triumphant return to the show, uh, which he uh, was left a couple weeks ago, producing this show in for Koopa Loop. Danny G Radio is back. There he is. Now, how much can I get that Khalil Mack jersey for? What, what, <laughs> how much is that one worth? Can I? Ben, thank God the ambassador of Bakersfield sent me that jersey as a gift. Ah, okay. 
couple seasons back. So, are you retiring that? Is that done now? You will I, not wear that again. You know, it's a great question. I actually did laundry on Sunday, believe it or not. Like you, I was gardening with a bunch of hoes over the weekend, shovels, <laughs> rakes. And after I was done with the hoes and the shovels and the rakes, I did laundry and I saw the Mac jersey hanging up prominently in my closet bin yeah. and I wondered, what the hell am I going to do with this jersey now? Yeah. Now, if you wait, there's a chance it becomes a classic. It could become a classic, but not necessarily in a good way because if Mac goes on to be wonderful for the Chicago Bears, then that becomes a bad thing. And if he's a disaster with the Chicago Bears, that becomes a bad thing also. So either way, it's not great for the Raiders. Now here's what I hope. I hope that he's a bust with the Bears and he winds up getting signed again by the Raiders to end his career oh. in Las Vegas. Do you think he was like a Trojan horse? He'll yes. go to the Bears yes. and ruin the Bears. They'll release him, and then he'll be back. He'll, he'll have to stay in Chicago for a couple years because it's $60 million guarantee, and then he'll go to Vegas, and he'll like get a, an apartment on the Strip. <laughs> and he'll, he'll like live in one of the hotels David. or something like that. Yeah. It's, all part yeah. of, it's all part of the master plan. Yeah, I liked it. All right. You're, you're kind of like me, Dan. I, I, I get the sense. You've been around the block. You're a man about Roberto here, but these draft picks. I mean, you can. I mean, there's, you can only sell draft picks for so long. Yeah, I, I agree with you, especially because Reggie McKenzie has not exactly hit home runs in the draft lately. They just cut their second round pick from two seasons ago, and a few have been cut, and nobody from two, the 2013 draft is even on the team anymore. So unless Arden Key turns into a superstar and they make much out of these two number one draft picks, this is going to go down as a historically bad trade. And it didn't have to happen. Khalil Mack was not going to sit out the entire season. If the Raiders had just had some patience. That's the part I don't get. Maybe he misses the first game of the year against the Rams. Fine. But he's 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 got bills to pay. We all got bills to pay. And if they just waited, they would have gotten him. Now you say, well, he would have been angry and he would have been a grump and all that. Okay, maybe he would have been. But if he wants to get that big contract, he would have had to perform on the field. Ben, you know how I dealt with it over the weekend? Drinking heavily? <laughs> no? I, I just ignored everything football and pretended like the NFL didn't exist. Oh, you watched the revival <laughs> back from the grave of Matt Kemp? Did you watch that? Yes, back I sure did. Back from the did. other side? When in the show are you going to apologize I will address that to later. Matt Kemp? I will address that. I should be. People should be celebrating me is what they should be. I went on a Dodger. Wrong. No, no. I went on play a, the buzzer. No, no. I played a Dodger <laughs> rant. I went on a Dodger rant. I'd, since then. Louder, win, Roberto. Win, win, win. All we do is win. You can shove that buzzer where the sun don't shine. It's Labor Day. How can you buzz me on? I'm laboring on Labor Day. I'm in labor. I'm a talk show host in labor is what I am. All right, 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. A fashion faux pas and impressive mockery. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Research has shown that you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for RP1s. Message the voices in the night. I urge you to follow Big Ben on Twitter, at Ben Maller. And, of course, you can follow me, Ralph Irvin, at Ralph Irvin FSR. Take an E, my ass. We'd love to hear your feedback, but now back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios and Ben Maller. You screwed up that line, Ralph. The militia's glad you're here. Robin Vegas says, oh, God, I forgot Rectum Ralph was filling tonight. Lord, help me. Robbie, the Mariner fan, let's all be nice to Rectum Ralph while he fills in for Eddie. 
on the great Ben Maller show. I know how kind the Maller militia can be. All right, there you go. So uh, people, he's calling for a warm welcome. Have you gotten a warm welcome, Ralph? I've been getting a warm welcome all weekend long, people anticipating my yeah. arrival on this show. Will you be hanging up on any callers tonight that you are offended by? I don't need to. You do not. But no. you did before. You'll admit that you did do that before. Some were people here. weren't, you know, quite on the ball, and I, yeah. you know, helped. Okay. Have you learned what button to press now? Because you didn't know what button to press when you tried to hang up. I knew up. what button to press. It's very dark in the studio. I couldn't see the buttons. So you have bad eyesight is what you're saying. Your eyesight's not great. You need to go to the eye doctor. I see much better than you. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Great eyesight. How many, how, how, how many pairs of glasses are you wearing right now? Uh, none. I don't wear glasses. What are uh -huh. you talking about? It's radio. I'm perfectly glass-free. Mm -hmm. uh, Eugene in Chicago says, thank you, Chucky, for giving Chicago the Mac. Yes. That's exactly. <laughs> Eugene's fired up. I'm getting warnings about killer mosquitoes that I should be concerned about here. Thank you. Appreciate that. Just Josh says, the Maller Militia draft uh, kept me up past normal bedtime. I'm going to need Roberto to play loud bumps, uh, Ralph to get under Ben's skin, and Danny G to create chaos. None of that will happen. None of that is going to happen on this show. We're also going to be eating during the show just to uh, encourage you. Yeah, I will not be eating. I will not be eating. I'm, I'm, I've started my fast for the week. I uh, do not eat more than one meal a day during the week. That's what I do. That's my thing. So we had a college football game, one of these preseason games. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. They made a big to-do about the AT&T AT &T Stadium. It was one of these preseason games, LSU and Miami. And Miami, with much fanfare, announced that they are better people than you. The University of Miami football players are better than you. They became the first college team to wear uniforms, cleats, and gloves made from ocean waste. And how did that go? They played like plastic floating in the Atlantic Ocean is what they played like. Down 33-3 to going to the fourth quarter. And Miami scored a couple of garbage time touchdowns. But that was ocean trash by the U. And I'm so happy for Fred Flintstone, the coach of LSU, that they were able to get that win there. But I, I also love the mockery. Now, I have no skin in the game. I'm not a fan of either one of these teams. But I love the fact that while LSU was disemboweling Miami, they poked fun at a University of Miami tradition. Now, if you followed the Hurricanes last year, you know that they debuted something called the turnover chain, which is this over-the-top gaudy chain, uh, and it is back, right? It's got a you know, big gold thing, got the U logo on it there. And they pull that thing out. Anytime there's a takeaway, it gets passed around there on the sidelines. It's a big, big scene on the sidelines. Uh, and so that, the, the turnover chain, did not make an appearance in the first half when LSU was having their way. They were pillaging Miami. There was no turnover chain. But the Miami football players, if they looked across the sidelines there, they did see the debut of the LSU turnover towel as they decided to mock, to mock the U uh, in brilliant fashion, this Jacob Phillips, who he plays for LSU. Uh, was Never heard of him. The, the first half, their 45-yard interception return for the touchdown, and Jacob Phillips of LSU went to the sidelines there. There's no gold chain. There's no sapphires. There's no bling, bling. He just had the towel. That's all he needed. 
That's all you need. You need one of those towels on the sidelines there. Look at me. I'm holding a towel. Now, that's, that's the turnover channel of budget is what that is, and I loved it. I thought that was great. Good job. I, I don't believe it was planned out. It was spur of the moment, but I loved it. It was wonderful. That's on a radio budget, nickel and dime budget for the LSU Bengal Tigers there as they get to win. All right. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll take some phone calls. 877-99 on Fox. And also, we'll be talking about cows. We'll be discussing cows. We'll get to that. And I'm not going to make a cow joke about Ralph at all. I would not do that. Uh, But we do say hello to Ralph with the latest here from the Geico Studios. Well, thank you very much, and as you mentioned it, one college football game in the top 25 on Sunday with number 25 LSU embarrassing Miami 33-17. to It was a great day for your Dodgers, Ben. 3-2 again. It's kind of a boring game. I was at the game, actually, Ralph, and I was kind of bored by it. Well, yeah, because There's the Dodgers really didn't do a whole neither lot team uh, that did mattered. Neither, neither team did anything. Ben was wearing his Matt Kemp jersey all weekend. Yeah, I'll address that later, okay? Perfectly right with my analysis. I actually wore my, my Mac M jersey today. You did? Yeah. Got it on sale. You bought it when he was traded to the Padres years ago. Or the Braves. Well, he was traded to the, pa- well, he went well, to the Padres. Well, I'm first. It would have been on more sale when he was with the Braves. You don't have to touch up my work, okay? <laughs> Good job, Ralph. Somebody's got to clean it up sometimes. But anyways, the Perfect. Dodgers were it's 3 It's the Mona Lisa is what it is. I'm going to win an award for this. All broadcasters win awards, awards for holiday radio. They do. That's why all these guys work on holidays. They're not fat cats taking time off at all. Go ahead. Mark that tape for the award submission right there. 3-2 yeah. win for the Dodgers over Arizona. L.A. now with a game lead. First place Dodgers. That, the first place Los Angeles Dodgers. They have a one-game lead over Arizona uh, in the division. My, and nightmare, have to my worst nightmare is Dodgers-Red Sox World Series. What am I going to do? It's a tough one. You don't have to worry about that. Anymore. My Red Sox uh, had a tough day, though. They lost 8-0 to the White Sox. First off, we stay in the National that way you don't have to give Colorado scores, yeah. is a half game out of first place. They beat San Diego. You only give like four scores seven, anyway. You don't give them any three. You just tell people to go to the website and look at more scores, don't you? Give like three scores. Depends how long I want to, you know, take yeah. people's time. How about 25 minutes? You want to do 25 minutes more here? No, that's okay. That's okay. No, go ahead. I got nothing. You think I prepared for this? It's the holiday. I don't prepare for holidays. No, let's come in. It's Wing still... It. Two-and-a-half game spread in the American League West. Houston, the world champions, a 4-2 win over Who scored more runs in the World Series, Ralph? Who scored the most runs between those two teams? Seven games. Who scored the most runs? You're you're talking about something that doesn't matter, Ben. Well, what's the answer? Just doesn't matter. What's the answer? I'm curious. Who scored more runs? Go ahead. Tell me. You tell me, Ben. Oh, that's right. Nobody scored more runs. They scored the same number of runs. So the World Series actually ended in a tie. Continue. I remember those Dodger rings, though, from 1988. Uh, the Astros with a two-and-a-half game lead over Oakland. The A's keeping pace with an 8-2 win over Seattle. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And it was NFL Cutdown Day Woo! over the weekend. Woo! Well, over the weekend, it's cut-down day, Well, which was Saturdays. You're giving old news. No, but the point being is it was cut-down day over the news? weekend. Then yeah. players are signed and more players are cut. So, uh, for, so uh. for instance, the New York Giants cut their 
second-string quarterback Davis yeah. Webb, who's just a year in. Another young star quarterback. Hard to believe he didn't make it. But, you know, Shocking. they they did, rec- they did uh, draft a running back and I not a was, backup for uh, Eli Manning. I thought he was the heir to Elijah Manning. Yeah, and he was supposed to be as good as uh, Jared Goff, too. Of course, Elijah Manning, you know, part of a fraud operation there with autographs, right? That's that's the word. Well, not the word. He was accused of fraud, and he settled, which means he's guilty. And that makes it the word. He's a fraudulent quarterback. He he is a a liar and a cheater. Four-year memorabilia fraud lawsuit. But to the NFL, that's not committing a crime that's worthy of a suspension. Because he plays in New York. If he was a Patriot, they would have suspended him for four games. You know how that works. At least. Yes, all right. It is the Ben Maller Show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free, free quote. So John Gruden went on the record. We talked earlier this hour about the Khalil Mack trade. Khalil Mack sent packing to the Chicago Bears in a big trade. And what did John Gruden have to say? John Gruden, who upset a lot of Raider fans, real Raider fans who know when you you trade a proven commodity, when you trade a proven commodity and you get back a bunch of what's behind door number two, what's behind door number three, that's an awkward position. Well, Gruden defending, of course, of course he's going to defend the Khalil Mack trade, so we're going to stand by it. He did, though, say to reporters in the Bay Area, we are going to be second-guessed on this until the cows come home. So I ask you, serious question, when will the cows come home? When will that be? Is that code for the Raiders planning on drafting cows in the NFL draft over the next couple of years? Are they going to have some bovine draft picks? Could be. First Public comments since the Raiders said, Moo. Austin, that's, some, that's a future draft pick right there by the Raiders. <laughs> that could happen. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's how they roll, man. That is a classic Coop drop. Yeah. Well, well Koopaloop, who's, is he, so, he's like, where's he at? I don't even know where he's, some, he's I don't think he's in California. He's somewhere else. Uh, he's on a road trip. He's somewhere. Somewhere yeah. on the five freeway. Somewhere, got a murder. Got to go. Somewhere on the West Coast. There's only three states on the West Coast, so he's in one of three states. But I don't think it's California, so it's one of two states. So you have to figure out which of the other two he might be in. Possibly. So, anyway. All right. Well, there's a, does that make you feel better, Danny? That He's standing by the trade there. That, that's your guy, John Gruden. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's worth yeah. at least three wins. Till the cows come home. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 what I hated about watching, because I watched the Facebook live feed of that press conference, and what I hate is how he pretends like he had nothing to do with it. John Gruden kept saying, "Look, I, it's not, it, you know, it's not me. That was McKenzie and other people. I have nothing to do with that." People think I had some, dude. You're yeah. getting paid a hundred million dollars, <laughs> and you're the de facto owner right now. The owner basically threw everything at you to get you to come back to the team. So you're telling me you had absolutely nothing to do with the decision? Uh, yeah. Come on, man. Nobody wants that. That's what he wants. John want, he, John Gruden, all of his comments, it, was, it makes it seem like he doesn't have the power that he has. Look, and I, like, and I like Gruden, but to sit there and say you don't have anything to do with it is a bunch of fill-in-the-blank, Ben. 
Well, what we're horse we, manure. It's holidays. We're allowed to curse. Are we holidays. really? Yes. 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 We, I've been told by management we're allowed to curse. <laughs> oh, I came on the right night. Yes. That's all uh, right. Get ready with a dump button. It's a bunch of Shih Tzu. Whoa! There you oh, go. Look at that. Dogs. Oh, you know those Shih Tzu yeah. dog. I have those one. Those little rat dogs. Yeah, you do. I have a a, a Shih Tzu. I have at the Maller Mansion. Yeah, that's right. And Eddie's got a. Is it? Uh, it's a. A pucking podcast, right? About Ben uh, is yours. Pucks, is yours right? pure Shih Tzu? And I haven't, I haven't done the DNA on that, so I don't know if it's pure Shih Tzu or not. It might be only part Shih Tzu, and there might be some other stuff in there as well. I have no idea. So could be. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. So the, the, just to, to recap here, the, the Raiders traded Khalil Mack for a bunch of draft picks. They also traded the 79th overall pick for a wide receiver who they cut before he played a. In regular season game for the Raiders. Oh, that's your that's your guy, Roberto. There you go. I'm surrounded by and, Raider fans. And on top of trading Mac, they also gave up a second round pick. Which I don't get. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Ben, the the amusing part of all of this, the Raiders will still have a better overall defensive performance in the next season upcoming here because they were ranked what 27th last year. Well, 24th in yards. The last okay. Two years. They 27th were. overall. Yeah. So it, it's gonna get it's got to get better. You can only go up from there. So. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. What about the offense? Oh, they're though? not John, the, they're not the Rams from three years ago. Oh, the Rams. That's the team to beat in the NFC is the Rams. Yeah. Everyone knows that. It's the year of the Ram. In the Chinese calendar for NFL <laughs> predictions, it's the year of the Ram. You can ram it all day and you can ram it all night and you can ram it all season. All these teams in the Philadelphia is now chasing the Rams. The Eagles are 0-1. Book it. They're going to lose. They're 0-1. The Vikings wish they were as good as the Rams. You go down to the Saints trying to catch the Rams. Everyone's trying to catch the Rams. Arden Key is going to sack Goff two times on Monday Night Football. Yeah, and the Rams will win by 10 points. Mark it down. And the Rams will win by 10 points. Yeah, Guaranteed, of course. They'll win by 10 points. The Rams are going to have a sophomore slump, Ben. Your guy can have like five sacks. The Rams are going to win. Ben's like a really good rapper and his second album flops. (laughs) You are not going (laughs) to. You you are not going to have the season you had last year. No, that's right. It's going to be better. They will not be the way they were last year. You're going to look like those knuckleheads they have on defense. Yes, that's right. They're good good (laughs) players. In fact, the Rams have already moved on. They're now preparing for week two against the Cardinals. They've already won the yeah, game right. against the Raiders, yeah, right. and they're now preparing for the Cardinals. That's a win. Then they play the Chargers, the Battle of L.A. That's a win. They're going to be 3-0 and going into that game against the Vikings. How about those, those, on Fox, how about those Rams cheerleaders? Listen, nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm open-minded, unlike you guys, you, you Neanderthals. <laughs> Bunch of That's what you I kids are calling it these yeah. days, <laughs> open-minded. Absolutely. Takes uh, all kinds of cheerleaders. Absolutely. You know, I, my, my focus might be at other cheerleaders, but that's, you know, hey, that happens. All right, anyway. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll take some calls here in a minute. we got to get to the Who Am I game, and then we'll press on and get to your phone calls. 877-99 on Fox, the number. If you want to answer the Who Am I game, it is Labor Day. We've got some people that don't normally listen live, podcast listeners. I've been told, I've been warned that a number of podcast listeners, when I say a number, that's three emails I got. That's a number. It's a three number three. So three people said they don't normally listen live, but they're going to do it tonight because they don't have to work on Monday. So welcome to the live version of the Ben Maller Show. I tell people when they say, hey, you do overnights, I say, well, we just really record a podcast is what we do. We come in, we just happen to record a podcast overnight, and that's what we're doing. Anyway, here's the Who Am I game. Chris Davis, that's Chris with a K, has 40-plus home runs in each of his first three seasons with the Athletics. He joins me 
as the only players to hit 40-plus home runs in their first three seasons with a team. Again, Chris Davis, 40-plus homers, each of his first three seasons with the Athletics. He joins me as the only players to hit 40-plus home runs in their first three seasons with a team. Who am I? The answer next. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia's springboard on the social network at Ben Maller Show. It's on Facebook, and you can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and more. Now, back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios and the knowledge and wisdom that can only come from Big Ben Maller. Ernie writes and says, Ben, you need to lock the studio door to keep Rhino Ralph out. Yeah. Well, we we have the doors are like bank doors here, if you've ever been to the studio. And who hasn't at this point? I think we've invited everyone in. Uh, but the, the doors are very large and they're heavy. Uh, but I don't believe they lock. I don't think you can lock the doors, which is unfortunate. But Ralph's a golfer. You know, golfers are usually pretty weak anyway. So Ralph would have problems opening the door. He would. Grove writes in and says, uh, they, meaning LSU, will never be the you. So stop hating Ben, is what he has to say. All right. And, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't hating. I was enjoying the fact that LSU was goofing on Miami with their towel, their turnover towel. I thought that was good. Here's the Who Am I game. Chris Davis has 40-plus home runs in each of his three seasons with the A's. He joins me as the only players to hit 40-plus home runs in their first three seasons with a team. Who am I? Big Lou is going with Brad Muster as his answer. B.J. Surhoff from Lamont. Who else do we have here? The P.F. Flyer from Ernie. Sergeant Slaughter tossed out by Boston Dave. Ellis Burks from Matter Hartford Paul going with Ted Williams' head. As the answer, Brad says Adam Dunn. Who else? Page down, page down. Uh, Rob in Vegas got it right. Clearly cheating. Cardiac Stanley says Joey Bell is the answer. Let's see. Who else do we have? Handy Manny from Milkman Mike. Jesse Barfield from Arik. Do you have an answer over there? One and only Ralph. Rhino Bake Ralph. McBride. Bake McBride. Yes. Uh, no, that is incorrect. Oh. The correct answer is A-Rod. Alex Rodriguez with the Rangers. Back in the day. Real quick, let's get to it. We don't have time to dilly-dally. It's the MLB Pick'em. Danny's in for Coop. Who's going first, Danny? It is Roberto. All right, hurry up, Roberto. Uh, Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom. Oh, against the Dodgers. Oh, no. You bum. How dare you? Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels. Danny. And then I will go with Max Scherzer. Roberto, uh, or uh, who was uh, Ralph. 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 All right, Ralph, whatever. Ralph, go ahead, Ralph. Double, Ralph. I'll go with Matt Kemp. All right, one, one more. more. And we'll Hurry go- up! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, Come Max. on. <laughs> All nope. right, Danny, go ahead, Danny. Ronald Acuna Jr. All right, Matt Carpenter, Roberto. Danny back Martinez. Back. One more. Bias. All right, Christian Yelich, Danny. Alex Bregman. All right, you're out, Ralph. We hate you. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You are college football's biggest loser. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios 15 minutes could save you 15% or more 
on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. This is mostly an NFL-heavy show. We don't talk too much college football. The way the show is designed, we are not on the air when college football is being played. We're not on Friday leading into college football. We are on, uh, well, we're on Friday, but it's Thursday night into Friday. And then we come back and we do it again Sunday night into Monday, right after the NFL games end. So college football does not get the full attention on our show. Uh, and, and we know the NFL is more popular than college football. College football is a regional sport, and you get pigeonholed when you talk too much college football. You can do a little bit of it. Uh, but this was the first full weekend of college football. And if you've listened over the uh, last couple of years, I've only been here a couple of years, last couple of years, you know one of my favorite sayings is it's never too early to panic. And we had our first full plate of college activity, which wrapped up with LSU charbroiling ocean garbage from Miami. That was a beat down in Jerry's world as LSU led 33-3. to going to the fourth quarter. So there's a lot of storylines, and it, it's head spinning. You know, it's, it's that old line about Costco. The reason Costco is so good is they only offer two of everything in, in every individual category. You can only get two different types of toothpaste. You can only get uh, a couple of different types of mouthwash because if you have too many choices, it is a paralysis of analysis. It's a problem that can literally paralyze people. Too many choices. So we know the better story is in the losing locker room, so you have to go there. You start there. And if you look at the, the high-profile losses, Michigan losing to Notre Dame in South Bend in a dreadful game, Jim Harbaugh and Michigan losers. Chip Kelly making his much-hyped debut for the UCLA Bruins at the Rose Bowl, outscored 26-7 to the final three quarters. No quarterback. In Westwood and the Cincinnati Bearcats, they maul the Bruins in a battle of the Bears. Boy, Chip Kelly at one point was the top dog among coaches, the, the guy that everyone wanted. And then he went to Philadelphia, and then it didn't go well. He went to the 49ers. It went even worse. And it was under his watch, under under his watch, Chip Kelly that the Colin Kaepernick debacle took place, and Chip was completely clueless to what to do about that. You have Kevin Sumlin, who watched Arizona get manhandled for most of that game with the line of scrimmage. They fell, they fell down. Uh, they did score late, but they fell down to BYU, the former A&M coach making his debut in the Pac-12. So who had the worst opening weekend in college football Let's discuss none of the above. It's not Harbaugh. It's not Kelly. It's not Sumlin. Nope. Again, the question, which coach had the was the biggest loser? Biggest loser in college football. It is none other than Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. That's the answer. Florida Atlantic didn't just lose. They didn't just lose. They lost 63-14 to to Oklahoma. Boomer Sooner. Now, I realize Oklahoma preseason number seven. Who cares? But for Lane Kiffin, the amount of attention a lot of dumb people in the media were giving Lane Kiffin and Florida Atlantic. This guy was doing the the rounds of interviews and television all over the place. Lane Kiffin this. Lane Lane Kiffin that. Everything Lane Kiffin. Who? My thoughts on this, and I watched some of that game. 
I was limited over the week. I was doing some gardening. Uh, but I watched uh, Notre Dame-Michigan, a little bit of the UCLA game, a little bit of that uh, Oklahoma-Florida-Atlantic game, LSU-Miami. But the Oak- but you don't have to watch much of Florida-Atlantic-Oklahoma. When it's that kind of score, you just watch a couple minutes, that's it. Uh, but my thoughts on this, you've got Custer, the Charlatan, and the Mulligan. Custer, the Charlatan, and the Mulligan. Now, first of all, we'll tie all this together. Lane Kiffin had no way to neutralize the Oklahoma office. Now, that is the understatement. So he gets to wear the dunce cap. Florida Atlantic was not just taken to the woodshed. That is a crime in seven southern states, what happened there in Oklahoma. Lane Kiffin played the role of General George Custer as he marched the Owls into Little Bighorn, also known as Norman, Oklahoma. It was 56 to nothing at one point. 56 to nothing. You talk about a humbling, a mortifying situation. Now, under normal conditions, that wouldn't be a big deal, right? Horrible, because horrible, and really bad. Well, it's bad, but you think, well, Oklahoma's a traditional college football power. FAU isn't even a pimple on a donkey's ass. So who cares? But there were many mainstream pundits who picked this to be a close game that thought that Florida Atlantic would have a chance in the fourth quarter to pull out the win. And they became one of the popular picks by popular people in the college football media world. FAU was getting 21 points. They were plus 21. Oklahoma was replacing their Heisman winner, Baker Mayfield, with a baseball player, a guy that's already signed a contract to play for the Oakland Athletics, Kyler Murray. That only added to the intrigue, and some had predicted that Murray would be rattled early and that... Lane Kiffin would be able to get in that at FAU defense would be able to get into his head. They also trumpeted up the Owls' running game with Devin Singletary, this running back, getting a lot of attention. So how did all those predictions turn out? Well, it is true that Murray, the Oklahoma quarterback, did not get to 300 yards. He barely got over 200 yards. He only attempted 11 passes. He completed nine of them for two touchdowns. He played less than a half. Because it was a rat kill. He came out of the game. It was mercy. They said mercy. No moss. Singletary had 69 yards, a garbage time, and 18 carries. Reminded me of Marshall Falk or Barry Sanders, unless that's not actually true. Now, the second thing, as we chat here on the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio, there are very few coaches that bothered. I'm a pretty calm individual. Nick Saban's, uh, Urban Meyer, these guys, pompous, self-adoring douches. But they don't really upset me. They don't. Uh, They both have had tremendous success. It doesn't bother me that they are so bombastic with the way they approach things. But Lane Kiffin, this is the exception to the rule. Lane Kiffin, right? Because unlike those other coaches, Lane Kiffin, on the other hand, I genuinely like when he sucks. And I've had a lot of schadenfreude with Lane Kiffin. His entire career is the product of one thing, nepotism. That's Lane Kiffin. Nobody has been able to do less with more than Lane Kiffin. You talk about how hard it is to get into coaching and to move on up and, and when you don't accomplish great things. And yet, when your daddy is Monty Kiffin helping you open doors, Lane Kiffin has lived such a charmed life. He is, you know that that old saying, I guess it's not that old, falling upward. This is Lane Kiffin, right? 
falling upward is Lane Kiffin. So we should all be happy that they lost his school 63-14. to right? Lane Kiffin, is, he's a charlatan is what he is. Right? The football business has always been sold as it's a results-oriented business, but not for Lane Kiffin. He's a charlatan, as I said, right? He keeps getting better gigs without results. I remember when he first started, the first prominent job, he has jobs before that, but at USC for Pete Carroll, uh, and the fans disliked him. And Steve Sarkeesian, when he took over, he was the offensive coordinator for Norm Chow, was beloved, and it was a disagreement in those days between Norm Chow, the offensive coordinator, and Pete Carroll. And so Kiffin and Sarkeesian took over. Eventually, he landed with the Raiders. He was 32 years old. The greatness of the Raiders. A senile Al Davis gave Lane Kiffin a job. Uh, he went 5-15, <laughs> went and 15, was fired after week four of the 2008 season. <laughs> he worked his way back to USC. Eventually, he uh, went to Tennessee there, and they had a giant bonfire. They were so happy that he left. To go back to USC as the head coach, they were burning couches in Knoxville. And while with the Trojans, Lane Kiffin then watched over a mostly mediocre program. He's always had sycophants defend him, though. There's always been a, a, like a bubble around Lane Kiffin because they like him. And they're like, oh, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Al Davis never gave him a real chance. There wasn't talent there. And the USC thing, well, they were, on, they were, on tr- they were in trouble because of Reggie Bush. and It's not his fault and all that. They, they have an excuse Right? There's, a, there's a fall guy for everything that this guy does, Lane Kiffin. And it's never his fault. It's always somebody else's fault. And no one's ever upset when he gets removed as coach. He went to Alabama after the USC debacle. Lane Kiffin went to Nick Saban's coaching rehab clinic in Tuscaloosa. And after riding the coattails of Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin, he also wore out his welcome there. And the only job he could get was the lowly Florida Atlantic job. And and, and then, again, the same thing happened. He gets hyped up, Lane Kiffin, genius, wonderful. And all offseason, there were pundits saying, "That's keep an eye on that game. I'm circling that game. Oklahoma's in trouble. 63-14, you're fine. It was at one point again, and this bears repeating, it was 56 to nothing at one point for Lane Kiffin. All right, last thing. So why is Lane Kiffin – a bigger loser this weekend than Jim Harbaugh, Chip Kelly, and Kevin Sumlin. It's simple, right? Those coaches, while it's embarrassing to lose, certainly you think Michigan, where they expected that program to be when Jim Harbaugh was hired and where Michigan football is right now, uh, those are light years apart. And Chip Kelly, high expectations. Kevin Sumlin, there were fair expectations for him. But this is not that hard. We're not programming Google here. Those coaches – can take a mulligan. It hurts, but they can make up for it. Right? Michigan goes out and plays well in the Big Ten schedule and beats Ohio State. You make up for it. UCLA, they've got games with Washington. They play Oregon. And, of course, the rivalry game with USC. So Chip Kelly, if he can go out and get a quarterback on a Craigslist ad, he's got a chance. Arizona in the Pac-12, they've got those same big opponents in the Pac-12. They also play their rivalry game against Herm Edwards and Arizona State. There's opportunity. Have you seen Florida Atlantic's schedule? Lane Kiffin will be playing powerhouses like Middle Tennessee State, Louisiana Tech, North Texas, and Old Dominion. This game against Oklahoma was their spotlight chance, and they blow it. They get an F-minus. 
They get an advice, which could not happen to a more unlikable coach than Lane Kiffin. And I hope he enjoys it. Have a good time there. You're a loser. You're a loser. All right, this is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello. Not in uh, – well, he's in for, for Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia. You've got Ralph over there. We have Roberto. Take a knee. My ass. Well, there's Ralph. We have Roberto here and also Danny G making his return in for the Koopa Loop as he is producing this. He's a live show unless we recorded this earlier. And uh, it is Labor Day. Yeah, take it from the top. you got to do that again. That All one. right. Uh, yeah, let's go. I'll do a pick up there. Three, two, one. Uh, this, this is a live show unless we actually recorded it on Saturday morning. <laughs> Because why the, I'm much too important in sports talk radio, in the pantheon of sports talk radio, when you think of where I reside, I, I'm much too important a person to have to come in here and work, li- do yep. a live radio on Labor Day. Who the hell's listening to the radio on Labor Day? And Ben, I have some of our paid callers on the board you here do. that you could take for the live, the quote unquote live show. Rod in Bakersfield, oh. Chris in Houston. Real wow. talk in New York. That's a murderer's row. Paul in Ottawa. That's a big one. Weed Man Hippie. Ooh. Kelly in Glendale. Wow. That's a who's who. Yep. Those are all senior members of the Maller Militia. These are prominent people. So who, I, I, it's, it's kind of like Costco. I don't know which one. Dang. Should I just close my eyes and yeah. pick a line? It's like flip a line. All right. Let's go randomly Off. here. Let's start out with the ambassador to Bakersfield, and we say hello to Rod in Bakersfield, the good ambassador. Hello, Rod. Good morning, Big Ben. Hello. You are uh, absolutely amazing, Big Ben. We have the first place Dodgers, and Matt Kemp brought us to that point. Well, he also had. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. He, yeah. al- he also cost them to get out of uh, first place and be a, a third place team. Well, yeah, I think there's a few more ballplayers on that club that could, uh, that could take a little bit of that heat, too, Ben. But, you know, what's amazing is that is that you have this both ways because if he's not doing any good and it's your Maller love that gets him back up on top. Otherwise, you want him traded. Now, what well, do you I would, want? I would have released now, what do you want? him. I'd still get rid of him. He's a bum. He had a oh. couple of good games. Get rid of him. Easy there. He's a bum. Kemp's a bum. Well, I think you're a little wrong there, Big Ben. No, but I'm not. No, I'm Chase not. Chase Utley's a bum. But he's a bum, too. I'd Rod, release him also. Rod, go ahead and say it. He's a lot <laughs> wrong right I'd there. release everybody. Well, I, I think you're dead wrong there. Now, Ben, the other night you asked me about my Vegas trip. Well, yes, you were. We we hung out together. You were part of a prominent member there. Yeah, your own little box there with Lou and Anthony in Anaheim. You guys were schmoozing up there uh, at the minor league game, and you were heading to Vegas. So I wanted to know if you made some money on that. Well, Ben, I was up twenty five hundred dollars. And you stopped. You got in your car. You drove home. You said, "That's it. I won twenty five hundred bucks." I broke the casino, and I am out of here. And then Ava Braun walked up behind me, cashing out, cashing out, cashing out. Yeah. And I started getting every 12, 13, 14, 15, 19s, and 20s beat by 20s and 21s. Yeah. And I went back down to even. But as it went for the whole four days, Santa, Santa Barbara, uh, San Bernardino, Vegas for three days, three shows, dinner shows, whole nine yards, yeah. it cost me 500 bucks. Oh, well, that's good. That's a good, yeah, good memories. I would say the minor league game, your favorite memory. But uh, you know, it was all good. It was all good time. The minor league was my favorite memory, Ben. And uh, I just want to let you know, keep up the good work, Danny. Yeah, well, please do not do anything with that jersey. Just hold on to it. Yeah. 
and uh, he will be back. And let me point out now, now, Rod, you were dazzled by the velocity, the pure velocity of that first pitch that blew you away. And I'm, tell, I'm telling you, Ben, you got over 23 miles an hour. I've got to give you that. I was that was gas, is what that was. That was stunning. How awesome that pitch was! It was, yeah. it, was it was it was about a foot lower than Bakersfield, no doubt. Yeah. All right, I got to go. Thank, Thank you, you Rod. Right. Just want to point out for the Matt Kemp sycophants. Matt Kemp, prior to this weekend against Arizona, in his previous 34 games, was batting 193 for the Dodgers. 193 with three home runs. Uh, you're a 303 slugging you're percentage. You're so stubborn. No, no, I am accurate. And when I went, when I put him on blast, that was he needed to be put on Mallard blast. Ben, he had two walk offs in a row. So I give him some that. love. I understand that, but I was accurate at the time I made those at statements. At the time, was I wrong? Was I incorrect? I believe I was not incorrect. How about the maybe 35 games is not enough. How about 71 games? That's almost half the season he was batting 236 with a 408 slugging percentage before this weekend. His 71 games before this weekend. You overlook you can't overlook that. You can't you can see so you're quiet. You're quiet because hey, you know ben, I was I'm also right. at the game today. Yeah. I saw a guy wearing a Darvis jersey. Oh, no. oh, well, that guy should have been. That guy should have been kicked what? out the of the stadium. One was that. a guy who was wearing an authentic Logan Forsyth jersey. Wow! Nice. I was like, "What? Is I didn't that, even know you. Bro? They didn't even sell Logan Forsyth. Didn't <laughs> yeah. even have an authentic Logan it was a new Forsyth one too. jersey. It had the 60th anniversary patch on it and everything. I'm like, man, what's mm-hmm. up with this guy? They get that at a yard sale or something like that? Man, that was right. authentic. Wow. Crazy. All right, spend my other show on Fox. We got legends lined up. We'll go through the legends. And also later this hour, who goofed? I've got to know. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive the shady late-night characters that you'll find on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. Simply follow Ben on Twitter, at Ben Maller. And, of course, you can follow our executive producer. That's Danny G at Danny G Radio. What if she's 5'10 and has a badunkadunk? What if she is? Hmm. Oh, we can't wait to hear from you. Now, back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Here's Big Ben Mallard. Ralph, do you know what a badunkadunk is? Oh, yes, I do. You sure about that? What is it? I'm not saying it even if we are in uh, that time of night. I don't think you know what it is. Oh, I know what it is. I don't think you do at all. No. Little in the middle, but she got locked back. <laughs> she got what kind of back, Ralph? <laughs> she got locked back. <laughs> what kind of music you listen to these days, <laughs> Ralph? The king, that was the King's English. <laughs> <laughs> you learned that from Hacksaw, Ralph, back in the day? Did he teach you that? Yeah. Only on Fridays. All right, anyway. No play for Mr. Gray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what was Eddie talking about right there? <laughs> That's funny, dude. Oh yeah, that was, he was you know he was drinking a little bit on the air. Yeah. He started ranting. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I was, yeah, a little whiskey. Yeah, why not? Uh, Hashim writes. He says, "Is Lane Kiffin a bigger loser than Tom Herman at Texas?" That's right. Yeah, her, he says Texas got shredded by Maryland of all schools. In 2017, got a chance again on Saturday and blew the game. Back-to-back opening losses versus Maryland. That's bad, but I'm putting Lane Kiffin number one in the catbird seat. My argument remains the same. 
Hashim because it's bad for her for for Herman and and bad for Texas and all that. But later on, they have a game with USC, a big game in a couple of weeks. They also have Oklahoma and all those other Big Twelve opponents that they play. So there's opportunity for Texas to play high-profile games and get big wins. There are no opportunities of any meaningful significance for Florida Atlantic and Lane Kiffin. They had one chance, and they blew it. Let's go to Kelly in Glendale in SoCal here, and she is next on the Ben Maller Show. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Ben. How are you? Kelly, if I was any better, if I was any better, Kelly, Mm -hmm. I would be a Kiffin, but not Lane Kiffin (laughs) because he lost. Well, you know, I heard him on um, Dan Patrick's show the other morning. He really wasn't expecting to win no. that game. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. You could tell. He does not do a lot of interviews. <laughs> One thing about Lane Kiffin, he does not like talking to the media. <laughs> well, at least he's not jackass like Nick Saban was the other night. Nah, well, that guy, embe- come on. Saban, what did you expect Saban to do? That's how, that's how Saban operates. I will address that. That's on my list. Well, you know I will his get wife to that or later. his mother dressed him down after that. No, not at all. he called the girl to apologize. Well, he called because of some nasty things that were being written about him, and he was forced. You know he was forced to call, right? <laughs> and the, the, the woman that did ask the question, she didn't seem all that upset by it. People, no, she the, was other people. Of- Doing my job. <laughs> exactly, because that's who Saban is, so he does that to everybody. Men, women, it doesn't matter. That's how he operates. Okay, now, would you like a little advice about your mosquito bites? Well, sure, yeah. They're all over my, my okay. joints. Um, and, supposedly, yeah. meat tenderizer helps. You make it into like a little paste and put it on the bug bites, and it's supposed to help get rid of the itch. <laughs> uh, 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 you want me to rub meat tenderizer <laughs> yeah. on my body? Is that what you That's want me to do? Bug bites, not all over. Won't I smell like meat? Won't that? Uh, well, I mean, really? Does he have to use his yeah, mallard really? mallet with the meat tenderizer? <laughs> Probably not. Now, Ben, I have a question. All right, I'm here um, for your whatever for you need. One of the Dodger promos that has Charlie Steiner, you know, doing calls. Yes. There's one part where it says another grand slam by Taylor Mays. Who the hell is Taylor Mays? Well, Taylor Mays is a football player. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I've not hmm. heard that. I'll have to, yeah. Maybe it's Taylor Hayes. I don't know. I've never, never heard of the guy. Yeah, no, there was a foot, There was a safety, right? Wasn't there a safety named Taylor Mays? Yeah. 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 I think yeah. so. Yeah. I, okay, well, USC, maybe, maybe right? just misspoke. Yeah, he played in the NFL. I don't think he's in the NFL right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's right. off hitting grand slams for the Dodgers. Well, if that was a misspeak, that's you probably shouldn't make that into a promo. That's probably <laughs> that's probably not good. But yeah, I haven't heard it, so I don't know if maybe maybe you heard it wrong. It could be you. Uh, right? It could be. Yeah, I yeah. might need to get my ears checked. But maybe you, you could be a big fan of Taylor Mays, the old and not player. even know it. Exactly, it's possible. <laughs> uh. Well, I'm going to cook for you guys again very soon. Oh, thank you. Everyone loves that. Coop's not here, but he's smiling wherever he I, is. He's I smiling. I know. Yes. <laughs> Right, well, we we should have played a bad trick on and told him I brought stuff tonight. Oh, we can. He's not listening. Okay. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. Yeah. In fact, what we'll do is we'll get members of the militia to send Koopa Loop. We'll have him send Koopa Loop some messages. Hey, there's some nice pasta in the studio. And pictures of great-looking food. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and Koop would be clueless. He won't know. All right. All right well, you All guys right. have a yeah. great rest of your weekend. There she goes. Our friend Kelly. Where she goes, no one knows. We'll press on. A lot of legends on the Mallard Militia lined up here, ready to go. We also have Mallard of the third degree. We'll get to who goofed. I've got to know. That's a great story as well. I love human incompetence. I, I, I can't tell these kind of stories enough. We'll get to that here in a couple minutes as well. And also, if you want to send in a message, it, it, we're, it's a live show unless it's not. 
Find out if it's live if we read your message on the air. At Ben Maller on Twitter. That's at Ben Maller on Twitter. We've got Maller to the third degree. But first, from the Geico Studios, Wreck-It Ralph with the latest. Thank you, Ben. The college football weekend did continue Sunday. One game in the top 25, number 25, LSU upset number 8, Miami 33-17. On the Diamonds, the Dodgers, they've been red hot. They've won eight of their last nine, three in a row after beating Arizona 3-2. That on a Matt Kemp walk-off double in the bottom of the ninth. L.A. now a full game up on Arizona in the National League West, a half game ahead of Colorado. The Rockies won in San Diego 7-3, and the Dodgers and Rockies, of course, will play a series next weekend to see how the division continues to unfold. Atlanta, a 5-1 winner over Pittsburgh. The Braves now lead the NL East by four games over Philadelphia. In the American League West, Houston doubled up the Angels 4-2. They're still two and a half games up on Oakland. The A's sank Seattle 8-2 and have a firm hold on the final American League wildcard spot. In the NFL, Baltimore has decided that Robert Griffin III will be their backup behind Joe Flacco. Lamar Jackson will be the third stringer. And Philadelphia coach Doug Peterson, not too happy with the media asking who's going to be a starter. Reality is Carson Wentz still not cleared for contact. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Ben, I know you're excited to see Antonio Gates back with the L.A. Chargers. You almost said the wrong city. You were you started to say the wrong city. I started to say the right city. It just happened to be the wrong statement. So they had a deal. They had a double-secret handshake agreement with Antonio Gates. You don't have to go to a day of training camp, and we will sign you for the regular season. That was the deal. You stay in shape. You get ready. And then once the training camp's over and all that, we will sign you to a contract. What's the numbers on the deal? $25 million. No, I don't. (laughs) But that was the the holdup, right? He wanted money. Doesn't everyone want money, though? I know, but... He, he was sticking it to him because they cut him. So he's like, well, screw you. Pretty Pay laid back, me. though. That's good for those people that invested in Antonio Gates' jerseys. They don't have to retire those jerseys. See what I'm saying, Ben? How he circled back to the Chargers? Yeah. That's exactly True. what's going to happen with Khalil Mack. I'm holding on to my Blake Griffin jersey just in case. He could come <laughs> back. He might come back. All right, it's Ben Maller's show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I love human incompetence. So following a 49-point loss, the aforementioned Florida Atlantic, what did Florida Atlantic University do, their athletic department, in the hours and the minutes after they lost to Oklahoma? They sent out a mass text message to certain prominent members of their fan base. And in this text message, here's what it read. This is, again, just moments after a 49-point loss in Norman, Oklahoma. Here's the text message. FAU just beat number 7 OU on their home field. Let's celebrate by helping more FAU athletes. Click on this to see how. Woo! Who goofed? I've got to know. Well, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Yes, the FAU sent a text out to get people to donate money to the school (laughs) after they had lost 
by 49 points. They did include a link you could click on your phone and you could send money in. (laughs) Ben, that is when we need money the most, when we're, you know, down. Times of depression. Exactly. Times of need. (laughs) Then Lane Kiffin had the chutzpah to say it had nothing to do with us or our football program. Obviously, that's human error somewhere. You think? <laughs> they didn't have. They had no idea they were going to lose it. Well, they should have sent a message. We just lost by forty-nine points. Can you hire us a new coach? Can you get us a new coach? We got to pay for a new coach. Man, Fluffy Dave says, "Where did the Montana Bear go?" I don't know. He says she needs to call it. I'm going to assume the position that the Montana Bear was so upset she played one of our games. <laughs> She played one of our games. It did not go well, and she decided, I'm done. We'd love to hear from the Montana Bears. She's more than welcome to call us. Let's go to New York City now, and Real Talk is on the Ben Maller Show. The reigning caller of the year. He was first runner-up. He took over the title. When in much shame, Weed Man Hippie lost it. He had a, had a hissy fit. And he uh-huh. is the caller of the year. Make way, uh-huh. make may, uh-huh. wait, wait. It, August is over, so he's back as a regular. Hey! Real talk in the house with some real talk for that Ben, it's awesome to hear from you. What's up, brother? It's been too long, Real Talk. It's an honor that you're there, there. And man, it's great. man, it is so good to hear Danny G, man. I, you know, Danny G's like that girl you used to hook up with, and you, don't, you, you didn't break up on bad terms, but when you see her, you're just like, yeah, yeah, you know, we all had good nights with Danny G back in the day. Yes, sir, Danny, you got uh... some good yum, 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 yum. You know what I'm Thank you. <laughs> guys are, you know, unfortunately, you guys are all on, unfortunately, you guys are still on penicillin from the experience. But... <laughs> well, it happens. You know, there's uh... a shame because the, the, the last day Danny was supposed to be here, we were going to roast him, and we never really got the yeah, chance with trust, and, you know, yeah. it's a good thing my cousin Andrew's not here because if he was here, he would love to do that. Oh, yeah, done that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, DT, what's up, Ben Hello, Andrew. It's an honor to hey, speak to you what's here. Going it's on? great. I mean, you're hanging out hey, late hey, night. Hey, there. Danny G. Hey, Ben, I gotta say, you know, people think I make fun of you, Ben, because I'm anti Semitic. Yeah. Anti-Semitic means you hate Jews more than you have to. Yeah. I hate Jews just the right amount. There we oh! go. That's of course. There's that's Andrew. Hey, yes. there goes Danny G. You know, a lot of people think that that Danny G's uh, you know this big hip hop super cool guy. Let me tell you something. Danny G's so Lily White. His favorite rapper is Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> oh, no! terrible. You're no, wrong about that. It's Little Yachty. You know, I'm jealous of Danny. You know what I'm saying? Because. I, you know, I have to wear condoms when I have sex, but Danny G, he never wears condoms. What's the point? <laughs> you can't get AIDS twice. Wow, oh! that's all. That's a low blow out there. You you know, hey, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. This weight loss was from the kidney infection. <laughs> yeah, whatever you say, buddy. You know, Ben, a lot of women mention Danny G's name, yeah. mostly to their doctors when they say, who they got chlamydia from. Wow. Oh! Man, man, oh, man. Vicious. Hey, Hey, Ben, yeah. Danny G's penis is so small. <laughs> is that right? I... 
Hey, I, I, I prompted you. I said, Danny how, D's penis is oh, so small. It's so small. How do you know? How small is it? I, you know. Danny D's penis is so small. Whenever him and his girlfriend have sex, she has to take his word for it. Oh! <laughs> Made your mom but walk funny the next day. Oh, here we this, go. Man. All right. We really miss you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Did that all make it onto the air? I don't wow. know. Well, we are in safe harbor. Roberto loves that safe harbor. Yes. All right. There he goes. A real. Well, it, it makes sense actually, Ben, that the roast didn't happen because I knew I would wind up working on the show again. You did. Yeah. Why yeah. do this big goodbye? We've seen that before, right? Where people on shows will say goodbye, and there's a party and all this stuff for a week, a week's worth of going away, and then couple weeks later management puts them back in to fill in on that same show or shift yeah so i kind of kind of knew it was going to happen once coop took some time off i would say one of the top five shows i've ever done though was the radio roast of bob Guerra. the wrong wrong Uh, that was that was a historic show great you you know you know what show i think of ben when when i think of labor day what's that 2003 roberto if you wouldn't mind you made history on fsr i did <laughs> that was Labor that, See, that was Labor Day 2003. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Mark Dejara had two home runs. You yeah. could you could fade that down. Yeah. Let, me, let me point out the Royals are still having problems on the road, so I was not an incorrect statement. <laughs> They're also having problems at home against the Orioles. What's up with that? What's amazing is you've been here since you were 14 and a half years old. I have been, yes. Uh, But they have gotten rid of me, and they brought me back. So Uh, We'll get to Maller to the third degree. We're going to get to that coming up here momentarily. Also, the instant trivia. Here it is. Will Greer was incredible for West Virginia over the weekend. He threw for 429 yards and five touchdowns with no interceptions, which means a couple of things. That was against Tennessee. That we'll never hear from Danny in Nashville again. Boy, that new coach at Tennessee is doing a really good job. So Will Greer had this amazing day. He is the first Power 5 quarterback to pass for 400-plus yards and five-plus touchdowns with no interceptions in a season opener since blank. Again, this happened within the last 10 years. Uh, Will Greer, West Virginia quarterback, the first Power 5 QB to pass for 400-plus Yards, five-plus touchdowns, and no interceptions in a season opener since blank. The hint is it happened in the last 10 years. That is the Insta Trivia. The answer next. We do things a little differently than those dime-a-dozen sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in supporting and spreading the gospel. And we didn't lose by 49 points to Oklahoma. We're asking for your help. Spread the gospel about our unique brand of sports talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show public support for the Ben Maller Show. It doesn't cost you any money. It's free. Just say you like the show. You can even say you hate me, but you like the show. Yeah, well, that's most people. Yeah, Yeah, but they got to say it, Ben. We need them to say it. Now. Now, back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios and the continued silliness of Ben Maller. Here's the instant trivia, then we get right to the third degree. Will Greer... For West Virginia, shutting up the annoying Nashville Danny and others like him as Tennessee took it on the chin there. West Virginia was just great in that game. But he, Greer, 
the first Power 5 quarterback to pass for 400-plus yards, five-plus touchdowns, and no interceptions in a season opener since blank. It happened within the last 10 years. Some of the guesses, the Roosters going with Lou Holtz's grandma as his answer, Christian Hackenberg from Just Josh, Lane Kiffin from Johnny Q, Tim, the old officials, going with Connor Halliday. Says, go Cougs. Jim Everett from Patrick, the Uber black driver in San Diego. Who else do we have? Johnny Bravo was tossed out. A lot of shots at uh, at uh, certain caller. Real talk, we have Skip, who got it right. Skip to zip, clearly cheating. Catherine Webb from Greg. Shats. Spats with Shats from James. Do you have an answer, Ralph? June Jones. June Jones. All right. That's great. Uh, remember when he played quarterback? Of course, he's 80 years old now coaching in the CFL. No. The correct answer is Nick Foles for Arizona against Northern Arizona back in 2011. Let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And in for the Koopa Loop, a familiar voice. Danny G. Radio. Big Ben, Nick Foles was just the answer, and he's the subject of the first question here. He is expected to be the Eagles starter in their season opener Thursday against those Dirty Birds. There is speculation that Carson Wentz is healthy, but Philly, they're maintaining the long view, and they're going to let him heal a bit longer before exposing him to game action. Why don't they wait all year? How about that? (laughs) Doug Peterson would be even more... Yeah. in a stacked division, do you think this is the right move? No, of course not. It's ridiculous, right? And it appears to me, first of all, the Eagles were hoodwinked. They believe that Carson Wentz will be ready for the season. Doug Peterson, you mentioned it. We'll play it later. He sounded he sounded more and more frustrated with the questioning about Carson Wentz, in part because he is disappointed with what appears to be his low pain tolerance and the kid glove treatment that Carson Wentz is getting. And secondly, the Eagles can sell all they want, next man up, blah, 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 blah. But it's not just Carson Wentz. They got a bunch of guys out. Nick Foles' glass slipper broke after the Super Bowl. The Falcons are going to win on Thursday night. The Eagles, you talk about getting off to a bad start here, setting a negative tone. That's what's going on in Philadelphia. Next. Besides being a Kemp hater, we also know you're a Red Sox insider. Uh, that's right. I host a Red Sox review several nights a week. That's right. David Price, he's not going to make his next scheduled start, and the team remains unsure when ace lefty Chris Sale is going to return to the rotation. After such an insanely good season, Ben, should there be big concern in Boston right now when it comes to the pitching staff? Yes, yes. Number one, I've been saying this, the Red Sox, they got a fatigued pitching staff. Since the All-Star break, their bullpen's 22nd in baseball. They got rocked by the White Sox again on Sunday. It's not a good situation. Even Craig Kimbrell, the closers, had some hiccups of late. And if you look at the big three, here's an amazing factoid. Rick Porcello, Chris Sale, David Price, collectively in their postseason careers, their teams have had a 5-24 record when they've pitched Yikes. All right, next, real quick. Last week at the U.S. Open, a lot of people were surprised when the umpire got down from his chair and gave Nick Curios a pep talk. Has anyone ever given you a pep talk, a crew member, boss, anyone during a, a non-award winning broadcast? No, it's never happened, Danny. I did at one <laughs> point, I was told by a producer that I was bad on the air that day to go home, <laughs> and he told me to leave. What a douche. All right, there it is. Real quick, Mallard of the third degree. How do we do? You don't have to go home because you passed I won the one. game. I won it. That's so winner.
Barely. Hey. It is just a card. That's all it is. Uh, it might be to you just a card, but to baseball, it's a major talking point. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Ray quote. So one of baseball's faceless players, a player that you do not know of, unless you're a total baseball wonk or you happen to be related by blood, is in the middle of this big soap opera, this big to-do. And since this is the final Sunday into a Monday for the rest of the year without NFL football, it gives us an opportunity to talk about this. Now, if you've, you don't know where I'm going, maybe you did not watch any baseball and you've been out of it because uh, either you, you you zoned out, got off the grid over the weekend, or you just watching college football. You weren't into baseball. You might have missed it. So the Philadelphia Phillies have a left-handed relief pitcher by the name of Austin Davis, also the name of a quarterback that played in the NFL. But Austin Davis, the baseball player, he's made 23 mostly unmemorable appearances this season has an ERA around four. Now, there's no reason for us to talk about a person by the name of Austin Davis on the radio until now, right? It's not something you post about on social media up until now because Austin Davis took to the mound over the weekend a scouting report he had it in his back pocket when he pitched. And Joe West saw it. He was working third base as the umpire. He went over and he confiscated it. Country Joe. Joe West has been managing or or umpiring baseball, I should say. Joe West has been umpiring baseball since before there was baseball. He's been around that long. And he said, hey, that's a foreign object, and you can't do it. I said, I know you're not trying to cheat, but that's a foreign object. Pitchers are not allowed to have foreign objects on the mound. You looked at your cheat sheet. That's a foreign object. So the umpire said, hey, you can carry your glove. You can carry your person. or, or Nothing else is allowed. Maybe a rosin bag if it's raining. We'll let you have a rosin bag, but that's it. And so Joe West then got on the phone during the game and contacted the, the league office, headquarters of baseball. They're all hanging out on Long Island on the weekend and all that. And Joe West said, hey, we got a problem here. I don't think this guy is allowed to carry a foreign object to the mound. And so he said, I want some clarification. I would like to know whether this Austin Davis carrying the card in his pocket is allowed. But baseball, because it was the weekend, they didn't know what the hell to go on. They had no idea. They, he did not get the proper clarification. And this continued a trend because you had Javi Baez, who's had a, a ridiculous year for the Chicago Cubs, 30 and 100 already, he whined that umpires need to start talking to players like they're humans. Apparently they're not. Uh, baseball finally made an official decree on Sunday. So what did baseball rule in the Austin Davis, Joe West Battle Royale? Baseball said, you know what? Teams have been informed You can do it. Players are allowed to use reference cards as long, and here's the part which is interesting, as long as they do not delay the game. So baseball ruled that Austin Davis did not violate 
the rule which says you can't have foreign objects on the mound. It's Rule 6.03C, Part 7. Which you know you you have too many rules in baseball or any bureaucracy when your rule is six point oh three C part seven. You know you've got too many rules out there and it's too much red tape. <laughs> All right, so let's discuss. Now the question at hand that we will we'll frame it this way. What do you make of Major League Baseball now saying, okay, we are going to allow Reference cards. We are going to allow reference cards. It's all good. Now, my thoughts on this, you've got weasel words, the teleprompter, and paint by numbers. To lead off, Major League Baseball, tie everything together. Major League Baseball was very vague in their explanation. What they're trying to do is play both sides. They want to pacify the players most of all. They want to pacify the players. A number of players have been using these cheat sheets. This is not a new phenomenon. This technique has been used in baseball, certainly more recently than before, but there are legendary tales of even going back to the, you know, the dark ages of baseball in the 1980s. Oral Hershiser would have a cheat sheet uh, on the mound. But if you listen to the statement and you listen between the words from Major League Baseball, this is classic spin. They say that players can use reference cards as long as they do not delay the game. Now, can you tell the weasel words in that statement? As long as they do not delay the game. Keep in mind, anytime a player looks at a reference card on the mound, they are, in effect, delaying the game. So... In other words, if you use a reference card, you are doing the thing baseball says you cannot do. You little weasel. So baseball saying, hey, this is allowed by Austin Davis. You can have the reference card. But Joe West was actually right because baseball saying you can't delay the game. Right? They wouldn't be able to look at the they wouldn't be able to look at the card if they didn't have it. All right, now second thing here. And I might be wrong on this, and you can correct me. But I believe we are not talking about T-ball or Little League Baseball. And we're not talking about actors on the set of a major Hollywood blockbuster. But if you do go to a Hollywood movie, they're not allowed to read cue cards. Right? In a movie, I don't believe they have cue cards. You're expected as a professional thespian to remember your lines, right? That's the expectation. You have to memorize your lines. It's the hardest part of acting. You shouldn't need a teleprompter during a game, right? Now, this is not some kind of stump speech for a politician. Someone messaged me, uh, emailed me Saturday to say it's no different than a quarterback, uh, say like Tom Brady, who has, and all these quarterbacks have these big giant wristbands with the entire playbook on the wristband, right? We've all seen that. If you watch the NFL, you know what I'm talking about. I've seen it in college football too. I disagree with that. And I'll tell you why. In football, they have timeouts in between every play. Now, some teams forfeit their timeout. They choose to go with the hurry-up offense. But it's called the huddle. And in the huddle, you look at your wristband and you see the plays. right? You see, well, what play do we want to run and all that. There's timeouts. Baseball, this whole speed-up-the-game mantra, we've got to get out of here as quick as we can. It's for the children. Major League Baseball has mandated only six 
mound visits per game. That includes infielders going to the mound, pitching coaches, catchers, the whole thing. So those are your timeouts. You can go over scouting reports. This is going to blow your mind. All right? What I'm about to say is going to blow your mind. They have these things called between-inning breaks, all right? And half the team is in the dugout lounging, having a nice drink and a towel in the dugout. At that time, they can go over the scouting report, right? You can do it. Now, the final thought here. This is supposed to be about competition. Are we at the point now? Maybe we are at this point where it's no longer about athletic competition. Baseball has now become who's got the greatest cliff notes. It's not paint by numbers on the mound. You are supposed to have some obstacles. You're supposed to have those obstacles. Otherwise, why don't we just match up? How about this? The Phillies and Dodgers. They Instead of duking it out on the field, who's got the better advanced scouting data? We'll put that on a table. We'll put it into a supercomputer, right? And we'll see what that supercomputer, what kind of algorithms the computer spits out, and we will declare that game goes to the Dodgers and that game goes to the Phillies. And, for example, when Dave Roberts decides to throw a, a white flag up and throw Kike Hernandez out to the mound, we'll give that game to the Philadelphia Phillies. It, it just, it's, it's weak. It's weak. You should not. Now, I know in baseball, they're trying to appease everybody, right? So they, they actually talked out of both sides of their mouth. They're like, well, players are allowed to have it, but you can't delay the game. But when you look at it on the field, you're then, delay- if a pitcher is on the mound looking at it, you're delaying the game. So it's, what do you do? All right, what, what are we doing? All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, I, I was quizzed. Uh, Danny G is in here for Koopa Loop. Our friend Danny G has returned, his triumphant return here. He's in the big chair, uh, as uh, Mark Patrick, a former Fox host, used to say. And we've got Roberto, who's over there. He's got full Dodger gear on with a Raider hat. And Danny's wearing his Laker. He's got his Laker LeBron hat on. And then... Uh, Ralph's wearing some kind of free golf gear that he got from from a golf convention. So don't forget my Raider shirt. Oh, I couldn't see. You got a Raider. Oh yeah, you got the Raider shirt. Yeah. So there. the silver and black Laker cap. Is it true that you two are related? Yeah, a lot of people believe that Roberto and Danny are somehow related. Your brothers from a different mother or something like that. From another mother, probably. Yeah. 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 Okay. Same Tia. But uh, but earlier Danny was quizzing me. Oh, you you know you apologized to Mad Camp because he had a couple of home runs and the Dodgers uh, they beat the Diamondbacks back to back games. Uh, well, he didn't have a home run in the game on Sunday, but he drove a ball off the wall, which turned into the game winning hit. But he had a game winning home run on uh, Saturday. So what really should happen here is uh, I I should open up the phone lines and just have Dodger fans uh, thank me. They should lick my toes because back on August twenty third, you know what I did on August twenty third? Let me tell you what I did. All right. What'd you do, Ben? I did a Malibu. Used your meat tenderizer. No, no, no. I did a, <laughs> I did a Malibu monologue on the Dodgers, and it was ranting and raving about Manny Machado. It was ranting and raving about Dave Roberts. It was, a, it was about the bullpen. It was a full assault on Cody Bellinger, on Chris Taylor. I went down the team point by point there. I ripped into these guys. I said, this is embarrassing. Now, that day, when I did that Malamala, the Los Angeles Dodgers were a third-place baseball team. Third place in the National League West. They were four and a half games behind. Four and a half games behind the Arizona Diamondbacks. And since that particular date, 
the Los Angeles Dodgers are 8-1 and one since that Maller monologue. They have the top record in baseball. They are the top team, not just in the National League, but in the American League. They're past nine games directly related to that Maller You forgot monologue. to mention that after what? that monologue, the Dodgers played the Rangers and the Padres, and that kind of helped. A little bit. No, no. My monologue. They would have lost to the Padres <laughs> and Rangers without my monologue. Why you got to ruin my parade? Roberto, I am doing a victory lap. You do not trip a man when he's doing a victory lap. That's a bad job by you. Because you ruined my happiness when I asked you, hey, Ben, the Dodgers are doing good. Yeah, they're playing, they played the Rangers and the Padres. Was that incorrect? <laughs> was that incorrect? That was not incorrect at all. Roberto, you've already found out that Ben will spin things. I not on spin things. That's not what I do. However it works That's to his works favor, he'll that is, spin things. That is incorrect. Is it? Am I wrong? When I did that monologue, since then the Dodgers now 8-1 top record in baseball. Yes so or who, no? So who in the Dodgers organization is listening to the show every day? They are all listening. They huddle around my <laughs> podcast in the locker room before what, games. like the 1940s? Yes. They're huddled around the before, radio? This, that is a mandate from corporate with the Dodgers. They're owned by a, a hedge fund guy, and they go in there. But they, they sometimes cancel batting practice, and the players <laughs> have to listen to the Mallard monologue about the Dodgers. They have to do it. Yeah. And I, I reference, I still reference that fateful night in the Delaware Valley. Now, does that only count as one podcast listen if the entire team is listening? Well, no, I make them each individually download it. I have a, <laughs> I have a direct order to the, the, the Dodger front office there. They all have to download it, but they listen as a team. They all, in the locker room, they huddle around. They have these nice leather couches in the Dodger locker room, and they all huddle around and listen. It's great. It's good for team bonding. It is. Don't look at me like that. It's good for team bonding. It, I, yes, that's just the way it is. All right. Uh, if you would like to be part, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller, and you can be part of the festivities. Pat writes in, he's a gamer. He says, you cannot even put Chip Kelly in the same universe as Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I I wrote uh, over the weekend, I said, who has a big, who's had a bigger free fall from coaching? Stardom. Jim Harbaugh with the 49ers was in the Super Bowl and lost, or Chip Kelly, who uh, at one point was the, the most coveted coach in all of college football. Everyone wanted Chip Kelly when he was at Oregon, he was the bell of the ball, right? the hottest girl in the room. Everyone wanted to hang out with him. And how'd that turn out? Well, <laughs> not so good now. Well, Pat says you can't even put Chip Kelly in the same universe as Jim Harbaugh. He says, number one, Jim Harbaugh actually got the 49ers to the Super Bowl, though he lost to his brother John. However, uh, he says uh, Jim didn't get fired by the 49ers. He voluntarily left to coach uh, Michigan. Well, Pat, you're – you're off a little bit because Jim Harbaugh had a power struggle with the front office with the 49ers and was essentially kicked out the door. Now he he got the Michigan job, but the Niners he had lost the power play and they got rid. Ownership did not want Jim Harbaugh around anymore. They were tired of his shtick, his shtickala, and so he he took the Michigan job. And Chip Kelly didn't get fired from Oregon. He voluntarily, to use your word, Pat left to go coach the Philadelphia Eagles, and how'd that work out? Not good. It was even worse with the 49ers uh, as he left. But it is close when you think about what the expectations were for Jim Harbaugh when he took over at Michigan. And there were 
You talk about caviar and championship dreams for the Wolverines and what has transpired since then? You know, Chip Kelly, to a lesser degree at UCLA, there was much expect- high expectations for Chip Kelly, and so far, not so good. That's my duck. Exactly. Later this hour, we will have the Insta Advice Line. We've got a bunch of legendary callers lined up. We'll get to them as well. And I learned that not everyone loves the Beatles. Not everyone loves the Beatles. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You can heckle the Ben Maller Show on Twitter, an essential part of connecting with Big Ben and other show regulars. It's easy, free, and your comments may be read on the vast Fox Sports Radio network. So do yourself a favor and follow Ben at Ben Maller. And, of course, you can follow our technical director. That's you forget his name? It's Roberto. Yeah, I know. You forgot his name. No. You were looking down at your paper. That's disrespectful. The man's a professional. I was actually going over to his Twitter handle, which is at Raider underscore Rob. That's not it. That's the wrong Twitter. You just gave out the wrong Twitter handle. I'll go with the porn star. Yeah, (laughs) Roberto. Now let's get back to uh, the goofiness of Ben Maller. Well, not everyone a... Lover of the Beatles. We'll get to that. One of my favorite stories of the weekend. A story that did not get enough attention, so we need to give it attention here for the three people listening to the live version on a Labor Day of the Ben Maller Show and all those podcast listeners that will catch up days and days later. All right. To the phones we go, and Christopher in Houston, who needs a nickname. We've got to give Chris a a dopey late-night radio nickname. What's going on, Chris? What's going on? Late night, late night on Labor Day, Ben. Yeah. Nothing like it. Early Nothing morning. like it. Yeah, a lot like Getting it. Getting that work in. Yeah. But, Ben, you know, the funniest thing about the Khalil Mack trade was, or, you know, Ralph can talk about it, is, is uh, Lincoln Kennedy. I don't know if you heard it, but they no, won't I, play it again. I didn't, I didn't hear what happened. Soon as the fellas came on and Lincoln came on, the first thing that came out of his mouth was like, Khalil Mack is not getting traded. Uh-oh. That's like the worst thing you possibly <laughs> can do when the next two hours later he's traded. I mean. Well, technically he wasn't. At the time he wasn't getting traded. Uh, it was two hours later that he got traded. So, Well, Ben, you can say that because you're an overnight you know, radio host. You yes. don't have any stick to the Raiders. But Lincoln is the sideline like guy. Like, oh, he's I, great. He's, I heard him doing the preseason. He was in the booth with Musburger. He was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, he's in a booth with Musburger, and I mean, for him to say that, and then it was so funny because they came back from commercial after it happened, and he just blatantly said, "I quit." I quit. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I thought that was, was messed it, up for Lincoln. Yeah, isn't Lincoln excited about breaking down all those draft picks? You know, two years from now, it'd be exciting. Boy, he he seemed real bad. He that, that whole show went straight down after that for Lincoln. On that was yeah. just something, Ben. But Ben, you know, Danny. Now you know you've been offshore a while. Now you know we need you need Ben to down the Dodgers because that's the only way they're going to win. Nah, if you nah, start nah. to give them praise, you know the Ben Beano curse kicks in and they start losing again. That's a lie. You know where I go. That's Danny. a lie. That is a lie. That's a good then, point, Ben. Can you publicly say right now that the Dodgers are not going to make the playoffs? Yeah, say it, Ben. No, I'm not saying that. Do it because then that guarantees that. a World Series ring. Yeah. 
Hey, Chris, who scored more runs in the World oh, Series? No, Chris, can you, can uh-huh. you die? I forget, Chris. Can you help me out? Ralph, Ralph didn't know the answer. Who scored more you runs know, in the 2017 World Series? Was it the Dodgers or the Astros? I, I'm confused. You know what Ralph does, do know? Who's the World Series champ? Now, Ralph doesn't That's know that. He'd know. have to look at his cheat sheet to find that out. Oh, yeah, he knows nobody that. playoffs haven't started yet. Ralph just told me he doesn't like baseball. He just told me that. Yeah. Whatever helps you sleep at, in the daytime, Ben. Hey, hey Chris, that yeah. banner wasn't cleanly flown, so it doesn't count. Yes, and you destroyed the World Series trophy. You damaged it, so you <laughs> lose it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, Ben, you got to congratulate Daryl Moore. I told you, in Daryl, we trust. Oh, stop. Stop. He got Carmelo Anthony. He signed up for the bubonic plague. What are you talking about? You said he couldn't get rid of Ryan Anderson's contract, and what did he do? I never said that. Found him a sucker. I never. Why would I talk about Ryan Anderson? Why would I talk? What? It's not really Ryan Anderson. It's the the contract of the $20 million. He found a sucker to take Ryan Anderson, and then he turns it into a a 20-year-old prospect in Marquise Chris, and he's probably going to flip. To get uh-huh. another somebody else. Yeah. All right. Well, so, you you on, you now. enjoy Chris Paul till he gets hurt because he will get hurt. That's what he does. I'm right about that. And you enjoy Carmelo, that infestation of the Rockets locker room. All those hey, bad, ha- all those Lakers bad habits. will be better than the Rockets this year, guaranteed. Yeah. If only Carmelo oh. Anthony had desire. The Lakers will be better than the Rockets. Oh, that's for Burton. Hold on, Ben. Did he just, just yeah, sit uh, here and say Hollywood LeBron? That's where I'm, I'm not. I'm not in lockstep. I'm, I'm not in lockstep with him. That that was him. That was not me. I do not feel LeBron that way. LeBron and his court gestures. Come on now. Yeah. Let me just say the views of Roberto and Danny G regarding the Lakers do not reflect the views of the host of the show. What's wrong with your club? Well, Danny, well, Danny is a little bit more, you know, realistic when it comes down to the Lakers. Oh, he's no, not no. Like he's Roberto. got a LeBron. Roberto's he's getting he's getting a LeBron tattoo on his ass. He is. That's right. Yeah. Danny, for real? Oh, Danny needs to write a book. Because Danny, I mean, the chicks that Danny pulled, Danny can make a lot of money as far as writing a book. <laughs> not, not Roberto. Don't, Roberto wow. Well, Roberto's a family man. I mean, what are you talking about? See, Chris, that's where that's why Ben is wrong. I would not get the LeBron tattoo on my bootie because that would, you know, that would get in the way of game with ladies. Oh, no, maybe exactly. not. I don't know. It might yeah, look, ben, no, you know, no girl wants to see LeBron on your, you know. It's a nice yeah, drawing. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, have fun on Labor Day, yeah. Ben. All right. Well, I'm laboring. I know yes. you're here from me again. All right. There he goes. Yay. He must, now, now he Ben, LeBron, LeBron on your neck, though. That would be sexy. Like a nice big LeBron thing. I was walking around Dodger Stadium because that's how I roll. I saw a lot of LeBron. Like the Laker, a lot of LeBron shirts and jerseys. Like the bandwagon effect. He hasn't scored a point with the Lakers. And there were people walking around, oh. strutting with their LeBron merchandise. Hey ben, on the city is excited. Ben, uh, well, until he, until uh, he comes until up, until he what brings the Lakers to glory? No glory. There will be much no glory. glory. No NBA Finals. No championship. No, no, what no. What is still no. wrong with the Clippers? You'll be watching the washed-up version of LeBron James. You have that to look forward to. We'll continue on here. We'll take your calls. Later on this hour, we'll push it back a little bit. We're going to have the Insta advice line. We'll get to also Not Everyone Loves the Beatles. Got some other legends lined up. We'll do all that right now, though. From the Geico Studios, Wreck-It Ralph is here with the latest. College football's week one continued on Sunday. One game in the top 25 Number 25, LSU dropped. Number 8, Miami in an upset, 33-17. to 17. Meanwhile, lots of action on the Diamonds, including the Dodgers winning their third straight and eighth in nine games, 3-2 over Arizona. 
LA now takes a one-game lead over the Diamondbacks. They lead Colorado by a half game. That's because the Rockies kept pace by winning in San Diego 7-3. Meanwhile, in the American League, Houston, a 4-2 win over the Angels, keeps them two and a half games up on the Oakland Athletics. The A's, 8-2 winners over Seattle. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. One other note from the National League Atlanta, a 5-1 win over Pittsburgh. They now lead Philadelphia by four games. That's because the Cubs were 8-1 winners over the Phillies. And over the weekend in the NFL, all the Raider fans excited because A.J. McCarron was brought in in a trade from Buffalo. Who doesn't like a good backup quarterback? That's exciting. Well, one person who's excited, that would be Brent Musburger, who Sunday night tweeted, Welcome A.J. McCarron to the Raider family. Can't wait for the beautiful Mrs. McCarron to join us in Oakland. (laughs) Yeah. Not creepy at all. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I like Musburger. He owns it. Eh, why not? I want to be as cool as Musburger at age 79. I'd like to be that cool. Wouldn't it be fun? Be like Musburger? No? All right, it's Ben Maller's show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It's all you have to do. Well, baseball promotions. Kind of cool. You go out to the ballpark, get a bobblehead, you get a pennant, you get a baseball bat, a baseball, or you get a nice beach hat. Well, the San Diego Padres attempting to give fans free beach hats. There was one slight problem with their promotion. The San Diego Padres got a shipment in to their ballpark. They started handing these things out, but the the hats were infested with grain beetles. And so people were putting, at the Padre game, they're putting their hats on and the beetles are flying around in the in the hats there. And it was a good idea at the time, but the Padres then had to take back the promotion. Microscopic beetles, grain bugs, were discovered in the pack, packaging after they started distributing the, the beach hats to fans at the Padre game over the weekend, so they started taking the hats back after handing them out and giving out vouchers uh, and saying, all right, well, we'll, uh, we'll take care. This was on Saturday. Wait, bugs? Yes, there were beetles, little s- bugs in the hats. People were putting them on. There were bugs flying out of the hats. <laughs> How great is that? Oh, yeah, The Padres were like, well, there's no real health risk to human beings, but imagine you give you you know here's your little nine year old girl daughter you know oh, you give your, your little girl a, a beach hat and <laughs> bug flies out of it a little little what about grain a nine beetle. year old girl <laughs> answer that question there you go that is those are your padres your San Diego padres at right least they there. weren't mosquitoes because the fans would be all bitten up like you yeah got several stories here about these. Mosquitoes. Have you guys been bitten by mosquitoes here lately? Have oh, you... I have a lot, man. You do? Yeah, yeah. Where do they bite you? Around the knees? All over my leg. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I was just reading here the uh, LA County is currently home to two particularly troubling types of invasive mosquitoes. The Asian tiger mosquito uh, it arrived first. Apparently, it, it, it hitchhiked from China 
Why can't Trump kick this one out? How about that? Uh, the Asian tiger mosquito in a in a shipment of bamboo, and that's that's a problem. It is resurfaced, and there's like another uh, there's another type of mosquito, but this thing's like attacks your legs. I always have a human shield with me in Southern California, a tinderoni who has much sweeter blood. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. That way, she has all the bumps on her. Well, I planted outside <laughs> at the Maller Mansion outside my office. I planted. There's a plant you can get. What's I forget the name of it, but it's supposed to repel mosquitoes. Uh, I didn't know marijuana plants did that. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta like, but you gotta rub it. You gotta rub the plant, or else it doesn't work. So. I'm not out there rubbing the plant to get the mosquitoes to go away. Unfortunately, so I got that. I got. I got that light zapper, and it actually, yeah. actually, it's actually working. Does it work? Yeah. yeah. Might have to get some of those. I yeah, need to put it inside the house as well. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to save a couple bucks. I'm out there. I got my, you know, I got my gardening equipment out there. I'm cutting down trees, like branches of trees, and and at the end of the day, I'm scratching my body like I have some kind of horrific uh, disease. <laughs> you and Bella together. Oh, it's the, it's a nightmare. It sucks. To the phones we go, and America's favorite seven-toed drag queen somewhere in New York. It's a holiday. We haven't talked to this person in a long time. Our friend Phylexis. Hello, Phylexis! Hello, Ben. Happy Labor's Day. It's Labor Day. It's not Labor's. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not Labor's? It's not more than one? Yeah, I think it's only one. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm under medication here. In fact, to listen and be on this show, I asked the nurse to give me a tank of oxygen. Really? That doesn't yeah. sound good here, Phylexis. So, yeah, yes. How can we help you, Phylexis? What can we do to help you? Well, by the way, I just want to say I'm listening to you on one of the best, biggest sports channels in central New York, The Wolf, 1490 AM. Hello, Syracuse. What's a wolf sound like? What does a wolf sound like? I asked. I have a wolf around here. I've seen coyotes, though. Yeah, I've seen coyotes too, yeah. Yeah, they work here. <laughs> they work there. <laughs> wow. Oh, by the way, I had to tell you because my favorite time of year is, of course, NFL. Sure. This time, you know, because yeah. the Atlantic oh, Falcons oh, are going to yeah. win. Flexus used to give us picks, remember? Yeah, I always ben? would pick Peyton Manning. Loved Peyton Manning. Yeah. yeah, but not no more. He's gone. I understand that, yeah. But I'm picking Atlantic Falcons to play the the Eagle. What's the way? What's the Falcons? What's the Atlanta mascot? What are what are they? What are they? A, a Falcon, I guess. Yes. What is <laughs> <laughs> Falcons? <laughs> Almost like your condor there. Yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, they're, they're very tough. Yeah, the Falcons. Oh, you said it right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, hello, Tammy. Oh, you want to say hi to Tammy? All right, there she Where's is. Where's the white women at? Uh, Montana. They're in Montana. All right. Hey, where are the white women at? Oh, Bill, Bob, Ben. What? Ben, <laughs> I wanted, one of the reasons I called, yeah. believe it or not, she got fired, though, and she was a bimble. We had a nurse here. She lived in Buffalo. That was a formal Buffalo Bills cheerleader. Her name was Nikki, and she was a real... Oh God, I can see. Oh, wow, Phylexis, hold on a sec here, Phylexis. You're so she got let go. That's very sad that they would let go of the former Bills cheerleader that was a nurse. There, that's a bad job now by I them. Can, honey, I can understand why they let go of all the cheerleaders if they were like her. Whoa, really? 
Not good. I, I, hey, I call it like I see it, you know, because yeah. I'm a legend. Uh, that's right. You are a Maller Militia legend. You are on that official. Remember that first shirt that we had made? There's yeah. a There's a drawing of you on that shirt years ago. Our friend from Texas there. The uh, the one and only. Mad clown. That's right. The you remember his name. Yep. That's a good job by you. Yeah. yeah. People use those shirts to dust now. Now they wash hey, their car we, with those yep. shirts. We yeah. were, we were the real Ben Miller people. I mean, not these wannabe things like real talk. Wow. We were it, honey. Wow. We 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 ruled the night. You did the original Maller militia, the early days. Pete in Pittsburgh, you Lance the bus driver, Troy the and gambling man, legends Jason from. Uh, Windsor. Jason from Windsor. We love Jason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, all those guys. Wonderful. Colin James. Let's uh, not get carried away here. All right. Uh, hey. Well, don't forget our little guy there from uh, um, Tennessee there. Uh, <laughs> Crimson Tide Casey. Crimson D- Danny. Daryl from Knoxville, you're talking Darryl, about. Yeah. Daryl. All right. We don't need to name yeah. everybody, okay? We're, we're, we're good, okay? But we were anybody. real. We were real people, not in these aspects they're calling now. And now you're all either dead or you don't call anymore. So, but uh, that happens, you know. People I'm, move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it happens. Uh, it, it, well, I've been meaning to call, honey. It's just I couldn't get to a phone. Uh, and there's only so much Asha can I take when I listen to you. I show. understand. It's uh, I got you. And and what dress are you wearing? What color dress are you wearing today? Roberto wants to know. Uh, blue. Blue. All right. Being Labor Day. No, actually, you've got white panties, but blue. All right. Well, I need to know. That. All right. <laughs> Well, thank you, Flexus. <laughs> Call again soon, Flexus. Right. I love you. Man. All right, bye bye. There you yeah. go. There's perfect the for Labor's Day. Yes. Speaking of Labor Day, Ben, we have a new Labor Day drop from you. Of course, the classic from 2003 yeah. we played earlier, and here's the new one from 2018. All right. A talk show host in labor. I'm a talk show host in labor. <laughs> you should get time off for that, Ben. Yeah, don't I get a couple of weeks of labor? Something? I get a couple of weeks for that, don't I? <laughs> what kind of medical do we have here? I don't know. I have to look at that. Ask Frostberg. You got like six weeks. Yeah, Frostberg, he talked talk about milking the system. I thought he left the company. I had no idea he was I still here. It was unbelievable. It was like usually when you take a two days off in a row on radio, they're like, hey, get out of here. Pack up. Get out of here. All right, here's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox, the Insta Advice Line, unscreen radio. We're going to get to that, and we will do it next. Facebook isn't just for old people. Join the loyal and passionate Maller Militia who like us on the social network at Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now, let's go live to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios and Ben Maller. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. It is time now for the Insta Advice Line unscreened radio. The safety net is off. Your phone calls, your advice, your wisdom, your knowledge. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. There's no reason to be afraid. No reason to be scared. We need to give advice. Now, we have options. We have many, many options here on this Labor Day laboring over these red-hot microphones of Fox Sports Radio. We could give advice to your random college football team, FAU, lost by a gazillion points, for example, to Oklahoma. Maryland beat Texas, advice to Tom Herman, and the Longhorns of Texas are Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. We could have given advice to the San Diego Padre fans who were given a beach hat filled with little beetles. We chose not to. 
The big story of the weekend was the trade of Khalil Mack. So your advice to Raider fans on how to deal with the departure of Khalil Mack jettisoned to the Chicago Bears. He goes outbound to Chicago for a bunch of draft picks. Your advice to the Raider fan. 877-99 on Fox. You're live on the air. When you hear my voice, we'll start out with you on line one. Hello, line one. Your advice to Raider fans on the Khalil Mack trade. Oh, it's, what, what are the odds Donald gets in again? That's amazing. Yes, Donald, you've made a lot of transactions in your career. Your advice to Raider fans? Well, I'm Donald. Okay, thank you, Donald. Line two, you're on the air. We're giving advice to Raider fans on dealing with the Khalil Mack trade. Benny and the weed man. Line three, hello. Advice to Raider fans on dealing with the Mack trade. Well, like the late, great Bill Shatner said, don't be a marshmallow. That name is not allowed on the air. That got dumped. Line uh, four. Hello, line four. Ben, have you seen my baseball? Yes, I have seen your baseball. It's on its way to O'Hare Airport in Chicago. It'll be just outside the airport in the white zone, which is for loading and unloading outside terminal number two. Racist. Racist. All right, thank you. Yes, uh, line five. Hello, line five. Tell them they need to listen to the Ben Maller show and hope they rip them so they don't make the playoff. Uh, Sure, yes. Uh, Line line six, we're giving advice to Raider fans on dealing with the Khalil Mack trade. They gave Mack away. Good player for a bunch of draft picks. Hello, line six. Hey, Danny G, you old pencil neck. How the hell are you, pencil neck? Hey, pencil neck Ray. We love pencil neck Ray, don't we? He's great. Yeah, I miss Ray. Yeah, he's good. All right, thank you, Ray. Go away now. We're done with you. We'll move on. Line one. Hello, line one. I'm a doctor. Yeah, what kind of medicine do you practice? Yeah, all right. Thank you for that. Let's go to you. Line two, you're on the air. It's the instant advice line for Raider fans after the big Khalil Max raid. Hello, line two. Just be the normal thug you are. Wow. All right. Line three. Hello, line three. Never heard of them. Okay. Line four, that's you. Advice to Raider fans on dealing with the Khalil Mack trade. Don't be creepy like Uncle Brent Musburger. Uh, Uncle Brent's cool. Line five, you're on the air. Go. (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, Brian Scott. I I, I still give Lincoln Kennedy a hard time about that Raiders game snowball back in 2003. Okay, line six, good. Line six, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, Yes, Ben. I would look Raider fans square (laughs) in the eye and say, You hang up on yourself, Ben Miller. (laughs) Didn't see that one coming. Line one, you're on there. Hello, line one. Hello, Oh, what? Oh, he's going to find you. Line two, you're on the air. Go. Fire John Gruden so he can come home to Knoxville. And come to the ball. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Nashville Danny's best friend calling the show. Line three, hello. I don't know why I keep calling the show. I'm a Patriot hey, fan. I don't care about the Raiders. As our friend from Maine. We haven't heard of him in a while. Line four, you're on the air. Hello, line four. All right, line four is not there. We're going to line five. It's the instant advice line for Raider fans on dealing with the Khalil Mack trade. Hello, line five. Hello. Oh, Antonio. Go to bed, Antonio. Turn you got your radio sc- down. Antonio, you got oh. school in the morning, man. I don't have school tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Day. All right. Call back. We're hanging up on you. I'm a jerk. Line six. Hello, line Ooh. six. That's kid caller Antonio. He's off from school. That's right. Hello, line six. Because they- 
All right, who cares? All right, we'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I will blame Danny G Radio. He's producing. He's back on our show today. Koopa Loops taking some time off. All right, Danny G, pick the final call. Here we go. Which one is it? Ben, Khalil Mack was number 52, so caller five, number, first number in his jersey. Number five, you're the final call. Instant advice line for Raider fans. What do you have to say there? Line five. Relax with Bella for the night. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> Wait, no. The oh, other dang. number in the jersey, two. Yeah, two. How Quickly. about zero? No, We're zero out of time. was the number. Oh, I think so, man. yeah. That's that's the sign. I blame yeah. Gruden. Okay. It wasn't just roll tide. It was a tidal wave over the weekend, but it was a game that ended in an apology for Nick Saban. We will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So Alabama mollywopped Louisville. Over the weekend, a 51-14 to beatdown. The story was not about the game. Instead, it was about the interaction between a reporter and Nick Saban, his post-game on-field interview. If you did not see the end of the game, you maybe watched part of Alabama's win, but you're like, why am I going to watch the end of it? It's, it's over. I don't need to watch the second half of the game. The game was over at halftime. So you might have missed it. So we have the audio tape here. Uh, on-field reporter named Maria Taylor. I have no idea who that is. Uh, but she interviewed Nick Saban and wanted to assess the Alabama quarterback play, which is obviously the story about Alabama. Saban played both quarterbacks, and that led to this interaction. Coach, everyone had questions about who was going to start at quarterback when this game started. What answers did you have about your quarterbacks after watching both of them play tonight? Well, I still like both guys. I think both guys are good players. I think both guys can help our team. All right, so why do you continually try to get me to say something that doesn't respect one of them? I'm not going to, so quit asking. How dare you? How dare you, right? So let's break this down as a Bruder film style because that's what we do on a holiday weekend on sports radio. So, again, if you're bad at retaining information, uh, the question from the on-field reporter which was pretty simple there. It was the, the way Saban answered it was like, did, have you stopped beating your wife? That was the, it seemed to be the way that Saban at some point he snapped during the answer. But the, the question was, what answers did you have after watching both your quarterbacks play tonight? Which is a pretty basic question. Now Saban's response, as you heard there, he said, I still like both guys. I think both guys are good players. I think both guys can help our team. All right. Now, right there, that's pretty benign. That's pretty benign. That's harmless. But you could literally hear, if you listen, we play the audio again, you could hear at that point, Saban's like, you know what? That's not enough. I am upset. This person is attacking me, and I am going to stick it to this reporter. Because Listen, because that, that would have been a fine answer. Saban, that would have been a terrible answer, but it would have been a fine answer. You just say what he said. What he said, again, was, hey, I still like both guys, and I think both guys can help our team. All right. That's it. But you could hear Saban snap in the middle. Play it again. Play it again. Let's hear it again. Coach, everyone had questions about who was going to start at quarterback when this game started. What answers did you have about your quarterbacks after watching both of them play tonight? 
Well, I still like both guys. I think both guys are good players. I think both guys can help our team. All right, so why do you continually try to get me to say something that doesn't respect one of them? I'm not going to. So quit asking. <laughs> How dare you? So quit asking. <laughs> He's talking to one of his kids. Why do you keep asking for extra chocolate chip cookies? Coach Shaben said no more chocolate chip cookies. I'm not going to do it. So why do you keep asking, Coach Shaben? Don't you know who your daddy is? Coach Shaben's not going to give you chocolate chip cookies. There you go. So that led to a firestorm. Uh, there was immediate backlash, immediate backlash to Nick Saban for that crabby exchange that, again, began with a basic question about the performances of Tua Tungavailoa and junior Jalen Hurts, the sophomore Never heard of Tua. Uh, it was called classless, sexist, among other things. Let's discuss. So the question is, was Nick Saban's apology necessary? And we played the soundbite a couple of times. And while certainly Nick Saban is the king of all douches, uh, the apology was not necessary, right? I'm going to tell you why. Saban should not have apologized. You've got spin doctors, dance partners, and Napoleon. All of that in play here, and we'll fasten these things together like you're supposed to fasten your seatbelt when you get in your car. Now, to begin with, this is a case where the bully got bullied. It's that simple. Let's not make it more complex than it is. Nick Saban had his arm twisted into an apology. Media pundits, the intellectuals in the sports media, were slamming Nick Saban all weekend for his ill-tempered response, mudslinging the czar of Alabama football with all kinds of disparaging comments towards his good name. So in an attempt to nip that in the bud, or to stop the bleeding, the Alabama PR spin doctors had Nick Saban call an apology. Of course, I'm sure that was a genuine, profound expression of regret. Unless it was a forced apology and wasn't any of that. Now you would think after a five, count them, five touchdown victory, that at least for a moment Nick Saban would smile was not the case. Saban gave an honest answer. That's how he really feels. And if you give an honest answer, you should not apologize. Nick Saban gave an honest answer. He was a douche. That's how he is. He didn't need to apologize for that. That's how he operates. And in addition, right, Saban, the apology wasn't necessary. This reporter, if you play the audio back here, we don't need to play it again, but the reporter, whoever Maria Taylor is, she didn't seem upset by it. I, I give her credit. She didn't make a big to-do about it. She didn't break down into a puddle of tears there on the field. She just moved on to her next question. That was fine. And Saban answered the next question, and that's it. That's the end of the exchange. In reality, most, if not all, of these on-field interviews are a waste of time. But the media and the coaches are equal dance partners, right? Questions need to be asked. That's the storyline for Alabama football. It's all about the quarterbacks and who's going to play and who's not going to play. Everyone knew before that interview, if you're going to interview Nick Saban, even if you've never taken any kind of media training, what's the story? It's pretty basic. Right? What are you going to do? It's, it's machine-like. You're going to ask what's going on with the quarterbacks. That's the story. That's it. That's the story. They both played in the game. That's the question that needs to be asked. And so it was asked. 
You know what Nick Saban's going to do. He's not going to answer the question. In fact, it's really a rhetorical question. When you think about it, Saban just didn't want to publicly criticize Jalen Hurts by showing public favoritism for Tua. Why? I'll tell you why. Because Jalen Hurts is what? He's a high-priced insurance policy. That's what he is. Now, that said, if you use the eyeball test, Nick Saban can get all hot and bothered and all worked up into a lather. doesn't matter. Tonga Vailoa started the game, was 12 of 16 in video game cheat code mode, 227 yards and two touches. He wasn't just good, he was great. Jalen Hurts, when he played, was 5 of 9 for 70 yards. He was average. You do the Maller math on that. It's not that difficult. Now, the last observation, then we'll play my favorite thing of the weekend audio-wise in college football. Was Nick Saban sexist? Some are saying it was sexist that he did this as a female sideline reporter. And I say absolutely not. Right? Nick Saban is an equal opportunity dude. Sexist. In fact, the people saying it's sexist are actually the ones that are being sexist. If Nick Saban had treated a female reporter differently than a male reporter, that would be sexist. He treats the guys just as poorly as the women because that's how he operates. Right? Everyone's the same, right? He's all about equal rights. If you're holding a microphone and putting it in Nick Saban's face, he doesn't like you. That's how he rolls. Man, woman, or whatever other genders are out there. That's I thought there were only two, but I'm told there's more. That's the deal. That's the dealio, right? So if you don't drink the Crimson Tide Kool-Aid, in the eyes of Nick Saban, there's some shady activity. But go to YouTube. Go look at Nick Saban media tirades, and there are plenty of media tirades directed at male reporters. This idea that somehow it's because that woman was on the field as a female, that's wrong. That's the wrong approach there to Saban. He's in that protected class with Greg Popovich and Bill Belichick with Scrooge responses and uh, demean, and, and people like it. They have a good time with it. He's the evil genius. You can call Nick Saban that. Uh, he loves his Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies. We hear that every year. Nick Saban loves those Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies, and Alabama fans will send him boxes of Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies. But when it comes to the media, when it comes to the interactions with the media, he enjoys being Little Napoleon. And he's not even that small, right? He's not like... He's like like not fun size or anything like that. He's not the tallest guy in the world, but he loves that shtick, that Napoleon shtick, right? And it's it's not a university, it's a program, it's 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 prof- you know our profession, right? Gets paid a ton of money for it. He's really good at his job. He wins a bunch of games. He's the greatest thing going in college football, and it continues on and on. There's no end in sight. All right, now to the greatest audio of the weekend. We take you now to where? That would be Laramie, Wyoming. What? Say what? Well, Washington State was playing Wyoming, and there were some questions about altitude. And listen to Mike Leach, the head coach of the Cougs, Mike Leach, who somehow mentioned in his response about altitude, he worked in forest fires and jackrabbits. Listen to this masterpiece by Mike Leach, my favorite soundbite in all of college football. Well, we strategically have um, seasonal forest fires as we prepare um, for uh, the season in the event that we do find ourselves in altitude. 
and uh, and I really believe that our oxygen was more diminished by the smoke in the air uh, with those forest fires. And so I think I thought it was great training uh, for us to come up here. And, uh, and so I think God smiled on us with the forest fires and uh, it worked out uh, uh, very much according to plan today. And um, uh, the other thing is, is and I'm, you know, I'm from the state, and we used to talk about elevation all the time. And I love talking about it myself, just like I like talking about jackalopes. And I sold a bunch of jackalopes to people to this day from back east. I think that, uh, that there are spots out west where jackrabbits actually have horns. And, uh, and I actually have one at my house. And if someone ever asks, is that real? I say, you damn right, it's real. And so we used to talk about elevation the same way. But I think there's a uh, being in shape, not being in shape. How absurd was that? That was a masterpiece. No, that needs to be played again. That he he paused and then gave a whole different thing about jack jack rabbits or whatever. He's an unhinged whack job. I I can we all pray that Washington State goes undefeated and ends up in a in a major bowl game? How this is amazing. He's a psycho. This is a major college football coach. Listen to this. He's asked about I we got to play this again. This is so good. I, very, I don't do this all the time, but we got to do this again. This is Mike Leach, the head coach at Washington State. He's asked about the elevation and how his football team dealt with the elevation. And listen to Mike Leach with his senseless, absurd, crazy, foolish, ranting and raving. It's amazing. Well, we strategically have um, seasonal forest fires as we prepare um, for uh, the season in the event that we do find ourselves in altitude. And, uh, and I really believe that our oxygen was more diminished by the smoke in the air uh, with those forest fires. And so I think I thought it was great training uh, for us to come up here. And, uh, and so I think God smiled on us with the forest fires and uh, it worked out uh, uh, very much according to plan today. And um, uh, the other thing is, is and I'm, you know, I'm from the state, and we used to talk about elevation all the time. And I love talking about it myself, just like I like talking about jackalopes. And I sold a bunch of jackalopes to people to this day from back east. I think that uh, that there are spots out west where jackrabbits actually have horns. And uh, and I actually have one at my house. And if someone ever asks, is that real? I say, you damn right, it's real. And so we used to talk about elevation the same way. But I think there's a uh, being in shape, not being in shape. You can go to any comedy club in America, in Canada, in Mexico, anywhere in the world. You're not going to find deadpan comedy better than Mike Leach. Poker-faced, ranting and raving like the lunatic that he is. That is oh, that is a 10-plus for Mike Leach. I, I want to move and just follow Mike Leach around. I'm like the biggest Cougs fan in the world. This guy is the greatest. He is the – is that not wonderful? All right, we've got a, a full cast of characters on Labor Day. Oh, man, look at us. We're working on Labor Day. No one – like, you're working too, probably. If you're listening live, you're likely working. We have right over there, wreck it down the street in my 6'4". There he is. Antonio is in his normal spot there, man of the people, for the people, by the people, all about the Antonio? people. Antonio? <laughs> yeah, well, who's forgetting just... names now? <laughs> I'm looking at Antonio Kid Caller oh, on the screen. That's yeah. why he was next. And we have – well, that's Roberto. And we have right <laughs> over there – Look at that, the one and only Danny G making his triumphant return Racist. to the issue. Look at, by the way, Ralph, who's made 
18,000 mistakes tonight. Look at Ralph waiting for the one misspeak by me to pounce. Specific misspeak. Wow. I mean, Ralph, I mean, come on. Yeah, come so, on. You know. It's a little, a little odd. You gave out the wrong it, it is, Twitter it account. Is, for, it is really odd for, when I gave out, you know, exactly his Twitter account. You gave out the good. wrong Twitter account for our friend Roberto. It's a bad uh-huh. job by you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm actually on the you live are, air. Yes, you're on. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you keep making stuff up, Ben. That'll work. Hot takes. Used to work for a guy we worked for for, for years, San Diego. Hot takes. You done, Ralph? I, I, I'm amazed you're still here. You take a nap? Are you like the sword at a Dodger game sleeping? What's going on with you? I am a legend. What, what are you trying? What, what, what's going? All right. Anyway, stuff. Uh, stop. Stop. Don't talk. No more talking. Turn his mic off. Right? Yes. His mic's off. All right. There we go. His mic is off. We'll take your calls. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. If you would like to be part of the festivities. Just think, if you're a Tennessee Volunteer fan, at one point Mike Leach was supposedly prominently mentioned for the Tennessee job, and you hired some Nick Saban trash as an assistant, and you could have had Mike Leach as the head coach at Tennessee. What do you think Mike Leach would have said if the Volunteers had lost like Tennessee did, if he's coaching the Volunteers? What kind of wonderful answer would he have given in the post-game interview? But instead, you got a, a a robot, a Nick Saban robot as your head coach. I hope you enjoy that. All right, we'll get to a wonderful temper tantrum. Oh, it's a good day for audio. We have a lot of good audio stuff. We'll get to that. Your phone calls, some legends lined up in a row. We'll get to those legends as well, and we'll do it. We'll do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You cannot lick your elbow, you can't travel at light speed, and you can't sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of The Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, post on Facebook about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinctive program, and you can help add listeners just like yourself. Now back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Here he is, Ben Maller. Did you see that wild scene in Del Mar? This video, the guy got shot. It was an Ice Cube concert. Crazy. How about the story from uh, the Fox affiliate in San Diego? The, the sheriff in San Diego confirmed that the guy shot by a deputy had fired his handgun several times during an argument. What was he upset about? He went to buy tickets to the Ice Cube concert, and he was told that the ticket counter was sold out. So he apparently shot he shot his gun because he was upset he couldn't get into the Ice Cube concert. Oh, I've done that before. It's a rational In my thing. Mind. That's a rational thing to do. Jeez. What the I mean, that's nuts, man. How, Seven o'clock. He's how like, demented do you have to be to, to pull a yes. gun out? And, yes. What's going on there? Of a fan, There's a you? bunch of video on Twitter, too. And it's it shows the the police. There's a you hear a voice saying, you know, drop it, and then there's like four other uh, gunshots because you couldn't get into an Ice Cube concert. And really? one of Ice Cube's most famous songs is "It Was a Good Day," which is a positive song. So clearly, this was not a true Ice Cube fan. <laughs> yeah. And as I've learned from past concert experiences, 
if you can't get a ticket at the box office, there's these things called scalpers, and you can get a ticket from a scalper. You know, there's, there's other options. Yeah, I don't think we've any of us have stood in a box office line since 1999. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong on this, but is that the final concert that Ice Cube's going to be doing? There might be some other concerts, yes, that he'll be able to do? Yeah, he's not 82 years old. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Jeez. What a wacky world. Let's go to Steve in SoCal, a member of the Mallard Militia. I met Steve. He was at our minor league baseball extravaganza in San Bernardino. What's going on, Steve? Hey, Ben Mallard. It's an honor to be on your show. Well, thank you. It was nice to meet you, and and we we harassed you because we sat. I, I sat right behind you, and then like everyone kind of moved in that area, and, and you couldn't get away from us. Oh, it was awesome for me. My wife was a little freaked out, but then she saw Koopa Loop, and that made her day. She went around for like the next day telling everyone she met the kid from Liar Liar. Yeah. Well, what about me? Well, then, she wasn't impressed that she met me. I mean, I I, I was around more than Coop. Coop was. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Hey, you're, you weren't a film star, Ben. No, but Danny, this is the guy. His wife bought two an extra ticket, like three tickets, so that oh, there would be. Oh, to have extra space. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah to keep we the militia. four tickets. Four tickets the guy bought <laughs> to keep the militia away. They were $9 a piece, man. Yeah. Not that cheap. Wow. No, but uh, yeah, it was, it, but then, you know, you were a man of the people. You came down and hung out with us, and Koopa Loop was just kind of going back up up top, yeah. and every time he came down, his eyes looked a little bit smaller every time. I was just wondering <laughs> what he was doing up there every time. Well, I, I don't know what was going on up there, but I do know Anthony and Anaheim, Big Lou, and several other people were having a, a good old time. They were having a good old time up there. What, what happens in the luxury box stays in the luxury box, I think. <laughs> Uh, and you made my wife's day, too, because I didn't actually hear it that night. I had to listen back on the podcast, but then you shouted out her, her actual name. She went around playing that for all her friends, saying, look, look, I met this guy. And he didn't even know who you are, but she was all excited that she's on the radio. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm glad. It was nice to meet you, and, and we'll do it again sometime. I don't know when, but uh, it changed your life in amazing ways, right, Steve? Your life. And you actually had your show on at work, right? You were telling me that story, but then you had to turn it off. Yeah, well, we, every now and then K-Fan plays joke radio after your thing because the stupid Dodger talk covers up the warning part, so I have to always switch to K-Fan. And then some joke came on that, that some lady was a little offended by, so I had to stop uh, taking over the radio at night. I hate when that happens. I, I, uh, I, yeah. I, I was going to ask, though, you know, since you got the two Raider, fan, uh, Raider fans, Danny G and Roberto working, or Antonio, as you call him, uh, working yeah. tonight, I want to discuss... What do you think is the favorite Khalil Mack play of all time? Because I, I have a winner. You know, the play where he wasn't even involved in the sack. His, his buddy ran the backfield. I don't know the guy's first name. His last name is Moore. He sacked the quarterback with third and six in the fourth quarter. And Khalil Mack proceeded to chase after him in the backfield and dab <laughs> it up as Alex Smith runs to the line to snap the ball off. Yeah, that, that was the Raiders' first win that season uh, uh, yeah, with a young Derek Carr. My favorite <laughs> Khalil Mack play when when he uh, intercepted Cam Newton for that pick six <laughs> and held the ball well, out like a sword. Tuck's face that day was priceless. What he about me? So my, my favorite play was when he was played in the playoff game against the Houston Texans, the worst playoff game I've ever seen in my life. Remember <laughs> that? Remember that playoff game? Yeah, but what play, man? Brock Osweiler versus no, like a play, though, ben. the entire game. 
<laughs> well, all you gotta do is root for the Raiders to lose, and they'll win the Super Bowl, Ben. So just keep oh, on. You're, exactly. you're a jackass. I take back. I take back every nice thing I said about you. You're a horrible person. I like this Steve oh, guy. Hey, hey, this guy's hey, a good call. Hey, I don't like the I don't like the Raiders, but I like Danny G and, and Roberto enough, so I yeah. want to see them happy. Yeah, you have bad taste. Uh, what do you want from me? All right. Well, thank you, Steve. Go away. All right, there you go. There's a. Oh, that was a great Steve. call, man. It's a nice guy right there. Nah, not so much. How about this? Chris sent, uh, sent me a story. Did you, see, did you see this? A truck carrying a load of Axe body spray exploded on the Texas oh, interstate. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. Oh, man. Uh, you see the what video? a stink bomb. Have you seen the video on that? Oh, man. <laughs> wow. That is nuts. That's all from the body spray? Maybe, maybe I shouldn't use Axe anymore. Wow. That is crazy. <laughs> that is nuts. Uh, you don't use the you use the axes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's married. Wow, (laughs) shots fired. (laughs) Otherwise, it'd be a bunch of threes and fours chasing that truck. (laughs) (laughs) I will press on. A wonderful temper tantrum. We we must analyze that. We'll get to it. Some legends lined up. Also later this hour, coach, player, entertainer from the Geico Studios. But right now, we say hello right over there to Wreck It. Ralph, who's made 18,001 mistakes. Let's count the mistakes. Go ahead, Ralph. I'll start with number one. I showed up for work tonight. Well, I agree. I thought you would tape, though. I, I can't believe you're still here. I'm shocked by that. Yeah, you ruined that bit a month ago or two ago. Did I? Yeah. Like when you ran in and tried to hang up on a caller? I didn't try. Yeah. You went rogue. You went nuts. You were a rhino. You ran in the other room, Ralph, and you you went crazy. You were nuts. Go ahead. College football continued on a Sunday night. One game in the top 25. Number 25, LSU, taking on number eight, Miami. Handed off to Brossette. He's got some running room to the near side. He breaks back, cuts middle of the field. He's off to the races. Katie bar the door. 10. Katie bar the door. Touchdown, Tigers. <laughs> a 50-yard touchdown run for Nick Brossette. That's the LSU Sports Radio Katie, Network. Katie bar the door. That's an 1881 reference. Do you know that goes back to 1881? It's an idiom, but it goes back to 1881. That's one of those that uh, it's so old that, you know, you never know if you're going to get in trouble for saying it. So, Oh, are there race, racial overtones to it? Is that, I no, don't know. No, but I, it's one of those things that somebody's going to come up with a reason to be offended by it, and suddenly Katie bar the door will be sexist. According to the internet, it was, well, I guess it's actually 1894, which bad makes it better, but it's it refers to something that happened in 1881. Katie bar the door. Oh, Nick Brossett with two touchdowns as the Tigers upset the number eight Hurricanes 33-17. to 17. Of course, your big news was the Dodgers getting their third straight win, 3-2 over Arizona. Matt Kemp with a two-run double in the bottom of the ninth to win it for L.A. The Dodgers now sit in first place in the National League West, a game ahead of Arizona, a half game ahead of Colorado. The Rockies were 7-3 winners in San Diego. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. NFL transactions going on. Denver released quarterback Paxton Lynch. They gave up on that experiment. Well, Carson wasn't Wentz, an experiment. He was a first-round draft pick, wasn't he? Well, and it turned out to be a bad experiment. Isn't an experiment like a fourth-round or a fifth-round pick or a sixth-round pick? That's an experiment, isn't Taking it? Taking a quarterback from Memphis in the first round, I call it an experiment. Not a smart one. 
And they tried to trade him, and they couldn't do it. They tried to trade him to the Cowboys and some other team, from what I'm told here, but yeah, they couldn't work it out. Just a bad, bad, it's a bad good use decision. of a first-round pick. That Right there, that's, that's what every Raider fan should be scared to death, right? Because that's what you get. You, you're just as likely to get the next Paxton Lynch as your first-round pick. No, we got Derek Carr, though, Ben. We don't need to drop the quarterback. Until he gets hurt this year again. Uh, third-string quarterback. Former third-string quarterback, ben. Paxton Lynch. First-round pick into a third-string quarterback. Uh, you done, Ralph? I'm done. You sure about that? Sure. You were actually done about th- four hours ago, right? Yes? Yeah. All right, thank you. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Great quote. We take it out of Philadelphia. Doug Peterson, Eagles coach. We was in a very testy mood here. He was not happy at all because of the questions about the Eagles quarterbacks. In particular, the reports over the weekend that Nick Foles would be the starting quarterback. And so Doug Peterson, who's paranoid beyond belief, listened to the Eagles coach here ranting and raving towards the media in Philadelphia and he came out guns ablazing, of course, virtual guns ablazing. But listen to the Eagle coach here, so paranoid, so upset with the media, he was ranting and raving. Here we go. Doug, have you made a decision on who will be your starting quarterback? And if so, who is it? First of all, I appreciate y'all putting words in my mouth this week. And uh, therefore, I'm not going to discuss it. Uh, how, how were words put in your mouth? You saw the reports. What reports? Next question. 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 Next I don't do it with any position on this team. I will not do it. Yeah. All right, so that was Doug Peterson, the back and forth. Now, I give the – I don't know who that was in the Philadelphia media, but they didn't back down, right? And that – some douche PR person, some dweeb hack for the Eagles. Next question, next question, next question. Yeah, it's good. And, and, and here's the thing. Now, we talked about this earlier, but if you just turn it on the radio, Doug Peterson knows he's screwed. Nick Foles sucks. I've been saying it. I said it last year. He got lucky in a couple of playoff games. The guy's a dog, and he's going to play like a dog. And and Doug Peterson knows it. Everyone on the Eagles knows what's going on here. They're going to lose to the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday. Peterson knows it. Foles can't play. He's a bum. And they thought Carson Wentz was going to be able to play. And, like, they really think that the Falcons are preparing for Carson Wentz. Stop. Please. Nonsense. Uh, let's say hello to Weed Man Hippie. Hanging out on South Beach. There he is, Weed Man Hippie. Hello, Weed Man Hippie. Ben, ben yes. I love you more than I ever did in my whole life. Well, thank you. It's very kind of you. That's a great phone call by Weed Man Hippie. Hey, whoa, 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 oh, whoa. Oh, I wow. got stuff to say. What do you have? To, what new stuff do you have to say? Are you going to say Benny and the Police! Weed Man? What? Police knocked on my door. Oh, my God. Save me, Ben. Listen, I was sitting at the front door yeah. on the floor. The police banged on my door, Ben. 
and what, I'm right what, there what under they... their legs, and they don't see me. All right. Why did they? Maybe they just want to say hello. Maybe. Why, why do you assume ben, it was bad ben, stuff? I... Ben, what? My calls to you right now. All my neighbors hate me. I live in Cuba. You got to get me into a casino hotel oh, here where we I go. have security. Yeah. Yeah. Benny and the Weed Man. Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> say hello to Ben. Hi, Lisa. Is she sleeping? It's it's it, no it's no. She's awake. She's no, she's gotta not. wake up right now she's to go not. to work. No, she. It's Labor Day. Why would she be working on Labor Day? Oh, because Lisa does what you do. Lisa does uh, an aerobics marathon. Okay. I do cardio. I don't do. Hey, aerobics. Lisa, that's her breathing. Lisa, say hi to Ben. She's good. She's breathing. Yeah. Let her sleep, Lisa. Right? Let, let, her, let, her, let, let her sleep, weed man. It's okay. Okay, 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 Ben, yeah. listen, yeah, you've got to save my life. Listen, I'm never calling another person, okay? Well, that's I not true. You called, you. The, you called other shows. I know you have. You were, I, you I were... stopped. I stopped. I decided yeah. to stop because yeah. cookie cutter radio, that's what they are, Ben, yeah. cookie cutter. That's right. You are vaudeville. We're unique. That's right. You No, no, you're bringing the show, the big show. And you know what, Ben? I'm not an athlete. I don't have to peak at 32. I'm peaking right now. And you are going to yeah. have one-third of the Weed Man oh. Hippies franchise money. The Weed Man Have you had amnesia here, Weed Man? What, what is going on? You the Weed Man Hippie Talking Doll. We're going to headline. Now who, I'm who, going to headline in casino hotels. Not Las Vegas. Who are we? Atlantic City. Who, Atlantic who, City. Okay, good. Atlantic City's fine. Now, who are we going so I can to? be with Lisa. And my son, who is in Georgetown University right now. That's a great school. That's gr- That's wonderful. That's, that's wonderful. right. Yeah, that's my good. son is a politician, okay? Okay, that's good. Lisa takes care of my son and his school okay. by growing up in a house in Scarsdale, going to Scarsdale schools, never seeing a black person. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, then, listen to me. All right, what are we Racist. doing? All right, thank you. What the hell was that? Racist. Uh, Is he related to the angry Bill? What's going on? Antonio, the kid caller. It's Labor Day. He doesn't have school. Hello, Antonio. How's school going for you? (laughs) (laughs) Answers that question. I just want the record to show that I squeezed in Antonio because get the hell out of here. You know, I wanted to get him on the air. I felt bad. I he called in earlier. And, Ooh. Yeah. How's that go? Ooh. What's he is he listening to us at least? Let's see, let's see what he's got going on. Yes, oh he is at least he's listening Look to us. Look at that weed man sounds well, great a on long the radio. Delay, there. man. Boy, this Let's hear a little more of that Roberto. Hear, let's hear some hold on a second, let me go back here. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I sound pretty good, huh? Yeah. See, Weed Man, you got to hear yourself on the radio via Antonio, who's listening to a totally different radio station than the one you're listening to. I need a contestant. We're going to play Coach Player Entertainer. If you would like to play Coach Player Entertainer, 877 on Fox. We get to that. We'll do it next. Did that really happen? The Ben Maller Show has some quirks and oddities that need to be heard twice to be believed. Now you can, thanks to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's available wherever you download fine podcasts, including iHeart and iTunes. Of course, we need your help. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. After all, it'll make the corporate guys crazy. 
Now let's get back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios and the legendary Ben Maller. Ready? Put on your thinking caps. Hi, my name is what? Time to identify. My name is Is it a coach, player, or entertainer? Let's meet our contestants for coach, player, entertainer. First of all, we go to Philadelphia and say hello to Carmen, who's going to play. Hello, Carmen. Welcome. Happy Labor Day. Welcome, Carmen. Hey, happy Labor Day to you. Yes, absolutely. Are you, what, what are you doing awake at this hour? Aren't you supposed to be like in bed somewhere? What's going on with you? Well, I have to, I have this paper route that I deliver. It's motor route. I deliver uh, newspapers. i got to drive 100 miles every day. So uh, uh, you're the station I listen to while I'm doing it. All right, well, cool. All right, well, it sounds like a pain in the ass, but I'm glad you're listening. And the paper must be delivered even on Labor Day. People demand their paper. Of course, they'll, yes, be, they they'll be up at 10 yes, in the morning. They're not going to be up for hours, but that's fine. Uh, all right, hold on a sec, Carmen. And we have you, and we also have David in Ohio. Hello, David. Hey, Ben. What's going on? Welcome, David. What part of Ohio are you in, David? Columbus. Columbus. All right. You know, you know uh, you're not that far away from Dayton. You ever heard Dick from Dayton call the show? Uh yeah, quite awesome, actually. Yeah. i got to go up to Dayton sometime. He calls every show. That's what he does. He's just he's sure. addicted. Yeah. All right, well, very good. What do you do for a living, David? With this other guy, Carmen, he delivers the paper. What do you do for a living? I am the manager of a Speedway gas station. Oh, cool. All right. And people buying a lot of gas today? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good, yeah. All right. I think later in the day, people are heading back home, right, after going wherever they went or... Whatever, yeah. All right, well, hold on a sec. We have you. You're going to be contestant there, number two. We have contestant number one. The way this works, guys, I will say the name. I'll yell it out, and then I'll say coach, player, entertainer, and you yell your name. Remember, your name is your buzzer. So, David, if you know the answer, you yell David. Carmen, if you know the answer, you yell Carmen. You get six points for the initial answer and an extra point for the final part. For example, if I said Doug Peterson, coach, player, entertainer, Carmen would say his name, Carmen, and then he would say coach, because oh, he's the coach of the Eagles, obviously, and then you get uh, you get six points for the coach part, and then for the Eagle part, you get an extra point, okay? Head-to-head competition. Good luck, gentlemen. We are on our way. This game designed to prove it's impossible to keep track of all the different names in sports. First name up, Matt Nagy, coach, player, entertainer. Your name David. is David. Player. Uh, no, that is incorrect. Matt Nagy is the head coach of the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears. See, right there you proved how difficult the game is. What you've done is proven how difficult the game is. It's coach, player, entertainer. Next up for us, Tony Sanchez, coach, player, entertainer. You're not penalized for incorrect guesses. Carmen. Carmen. Entertainer. Entertainer. Tony Sanchez, great musician. Uh, no, he's the head football coach of the UNLV Running Rebels, the school in Vegas. So, incorrect. It's coach, player, entertainer. The next name up for us is John David Washington. John David Washington. Carmen. Carmen. Coach. He's going coach. A great coach there. Of, uh, no. No, oh, J- my God. That's all right. John David Washington. That's, that's a hard game. John David Washington is an actor from Ballers and some other stuff there. So uh, there you go. Well, three names. You're, you're, you're either – if you have three names, though, you're either the – like a serial killer or like an entertainer or something like that. Right? <laughs> or Denzel's son. Well, yeah, but the three-name thing. you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. All right, coach, player, entertainer. Next up for us – Marwin Gonzalez, coach, player, entertainer. David. Carmen. David. 
That's player. That is correct. And who does yeah. Marwin Gonzalez play for? No idea. What do you say? No, no idea. idea. No said. idea. All right. Well, I wish he wasn't on the Astros during the World Series, but he was on the Astros, so uh, there you go. Marlon. Who was that, Ben, that answered that correctly? That was David. David. That Good job, right. David. Got six points on that. Coach, player, entertainer. Next up for us, George Kittle. George Kittle, coach, player, entertainer. Anybody. Coach, Carmen. Carmen. Coach. Coach, you say. No, that is incorrect. Uh, George Kittle is a tight end. He's injured for the Arizona – or no, for the 49ers, rather, for the 49ers. Yep. All right, it's coach, player, entertainer. Ah, we're out of time. What is the score here? We had Carmen delivering the paper <laughs> on Labor Day. David at the gas station there ben, in Columbus, Ohio. It was a defensive struggle without a Khalil Mack. David wins <laughs> six to nothing. Six nothing. I got a golden ticket. Yep. You get a golden ticket. It was like that Browns Eagles exhibition game on Fox the other day. Oh man. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, 
Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.